Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living by the Law, the podcast discussing fictional worlds and how wondrous and ridiculous they are. My name is Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jude and Guy. Living by the Law is not currently sponsored. If you wish to sponsor us, travel to your nearest cemetery and call forth the dead. Inform the spirits of your sponsorship offer and then cast them back into the realm of the dead. We will hear you. We always do. In this episode, we return to Rune Terra, the world of League of Legends, to further explore and unearth the secrets these lands hold. This episode contains no real spoilers, unless you want to be surprised by the lore of League, I suppose. You know what I find is a fun fact? Oh god, yes. Uh, I was looking into a bunch of different uh, sci-fi universes, like Titanfall and all those kind of stuff. I uh, Mechs are cool, right? Mechs are fucking cool. No, Mechs the un, cool. Un, un, undeniable fact. Other That's a cool fact. Mechs are cool. But by the definition of mechs and, mech, and mecha as like a brand, as like a thing, Ratatouille the movie is a mecha. You fuck off. I mean, yeah. No oh, I'm shit. so angry at you. It's my favorite mecha. No. Yeah. It it's is. a good it mecha, a like, I'm not denying it, but, like... Yeah. But, where, like, where's the scene in which the young pilot has to grapple with their feelings von Wee about the fact that they're not as good a pilot as they should be? That is always a good scene. And they've got to use the power of friendship they to They've got to use the power properly. of friendship. They did miss that in, in Red 2. I missed the scene where uh, Remy and his brother get together and they pilot... Is it Louis? Louis together. Louis together. Yeah. Use like, my I strength, mean, brother. Like Pacific I mean, Rim. Yeah, I feel like I think Remy's just a Mary Sue is what I'm hearing. So I mm. missed the part where uh, where Lou, uh, where they pilot uh, fucking isn't his name Luigi? Sh- surely fucking not. Am I stupid? <laughs> surely not. <laughs> Hang on, I'm finding out. No, not the fucking meal. <laughs> I, got, I got caught in the trap the Italians fucking got me isn't it French? his name's Alfredo Linguini Linguini no Alfredo Linguini Linguini they call him Linguini in the movie they call him Linguini but his first name's Alfredo which is a sauce and his last name's a pasta he's very Italian he's very Italian I think that's your average Italian that's person. pretty good oh. mm-hmm. uh, I do I do um but the thing about the Ratatouille is not about like him being. It's not about Remy's skill. Remy's skill is never questioned. It's about being accepted in society. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's Trying unique. Trying to find a way world. to make a parallel in the mech world. Exactly. 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 Mm. I mean, it's like the same argument of like, are we not all mechs being piloted by a squishy pink ball? You know? Okay, let's not go down the philosophy route. Hey, you opened it. Who is what you is you? Pandora's box. What are you and what's your body? What do you have to refer to as your body? Isn't that just you? Yeah. Hmm? Ah! Maybe, it's, maybe it's not. Take this skin off me and get me out of this skeleton. Put get me, me in a mask. This... I want a real mech. <laughs> have you seen RoboCop? That guy deals with so much trauma. He doesn't want to live. I haven't actually. I heard I heard a really interesting one actually that um one of my coworkers was telling me about the other day. Um, I don't know if it's maybe too um, obtuse for the podcast though. <laughs> Go ahead. It's, you can't leave us. You've started the now. thought. 
<laughs> okay, what's the um? Oh, it's really I've forgotten his name because I've never actually seen the movies, but um, the Ma- the Matrix movies, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, Neo. Neo, not him. What's the his mentor figure? Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah. Morpheus. Okay. Morpheus is pro-Nazism. Okay. Oh my god, where are we going? Because he wants the whole of world history to happen. He wants World War II to have happened. He wants it to be real. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so that, is the, that is the dumbest that my argument came to me with, and I was just like, <laughs> what? That's so I fucking me? love that. I fucking love that so much. That's Yeah, I mean... If they're all the Matrix, then maybe it didn't happen. No, either... no, no, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. If I just, if I just act it does, like... No, it literally does mean it didn't happen. World War II didn't happen. No, it doesn't. Well, no, it doesn't. It, it still it, happened. It just because you're living a fantasy does not mean no, it No, but happen. it depends. It depends on the... Because I think... I've never seen the Matrix, admittedly. But it depends what? on what version <laughs> of the Matrix you're watching. Because, like, there's the argument of, like, ah, oh, everything's fake. We've always been in the Matrix. All of known human history is fake. You know what I mean? Like, it... it, it we, I, don't, I don't know the Matrix. I fucked if I know. No, it's just the regular world, but robots took over and humans are in, uh, being uh, psychologically told... Like, but do we know that? But do we know that the history is the same? Okay, let's not go into fucking last Thursdayism. <laughs> yeah, the universe was created last Thursday. I've never seen the next... I've never seen the next Matrix. I never got past... Like, the first one's good and the second one just... I, I don't know where they go from there. Really? I swear you've talked about the Matrix so much. I've you talked about the Matrix. Seen... I haven't talked about the second one. Damn, you've only seen the first. There you go. I, I know the plots of all three of them. I've never seen mm. the second or third. I've never sat down I just need it to be a better fair. sequel. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, speaking of better sequels, do you guys want to hear about another better sequel? Uh huh. Not particularly, actually. No? I would. Nah. <laughs> well, get ready, because this is a better sequel to the previous League of Legends episode I did. I fucking baited you guys. What? Nice. I baited you both. Fantastic. I was going to do a Pikmin episode, but then I looked into it, and basically it's about a space trucker who crashes on a planet, makes friends with carrots, and then leaves. That's it. Yeah, I and I was excited I to learn about those carrots. It would have taken was... me three. I... I was so unenthused when you said Pikmin was going to be the next episode, so I'm glad we're here. I'm, I'm disappointed. I wanted to learn about Pikmin and those carrots and how it scarred my childhood because I could never he, finish He's li- literally a space trucker, and his boss, <laughs> what, his boss has an addiction to carrots or something, I think. Huh. Based. I did, like, three minutes of research and realised that there's literally no pro- probable law. Like, there's speculation and stuff, and, like, the world is like a nuclear apocalypse of our world, probably. But also... There's no confirmed law, and there's nowhere to get it from because it's Nintendo, and they don't care. <laughs> unlike the, unlike how they care about Kirby, and unlike how the team at Riot Games care about their world and backstory. Mm, mm. Of course. Where where are you taking this about, fucking? Tell us about it. I was going on a nice truck, trucking ride in, into no space. No trucking ride. Where for are we you? going? To introduce people who have not listened to the previous episode, League of Legends is a game developed by Riot Games in 2009. It's still one of the most popular video games in the world. It involves a bunch of champions being controlled by summoners across a game map, trying to beat each other in fight, claim some objective, kill some minions, in order to level up, buy items, and gain buffs. The end goal is to kill the Nexus, which rests at the center of the enemy base, protected by turrets, inhibitors, and, of course, the enemy team. The game that you play, however, is the equivalent to this podcast, which is a bunch of sad nerds arguing over which mythological figure would win in a fight. Um, That's not entirely true. There is a little bit of lore to it, but it's super old, and I don't think it's actually accurate anymore. Um, 
It's very funny there. That's fine. Uh, however, in creating these fun and car- colourful characters, the developers uh, did make quite a unique and delightful fantasy world, which I went over a small part of in my previous episode, but that was all related to Arcane. So if you're, if you're here for that, go to the previous one. Hmm. If you've never... After, well, after you listen to this episode and all the episodes in between. <laughs> if you've never played League of Legends, good. Escape while you can. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I made this episode out of addiction because I couldn't be bothered reading anything that wasn't my favourite video game. <laughs> Um, this time I want to give a more well-rounded view kind of of the world that these characters exist in as well as a small look into some parts of the timeline have some interesting events without going too overboard Um, I've done enough timeline episodes I think you guys are probably sick of that shit at this point Um, but yeah anyway to begin we've got two main regions that the story centers around you guys know their names go ahead ahead. Demacia and um, Ionia Ironia? See, I was waiting for Matt to fall in the trap of saying Zorn and Piltover. Nah, uh, nah, and then nah, I was nah. going to bait and switch and say, wrong, it's Demacia and uh, I- it's Noxus, Demacia and Ionia. I found ah. this out. I wrote it originally as Demacia and Noxus. I found out later it's kind of a three-way, but we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, uh, Berlin and <laughs> Moscow. No further questions, Your, your Honor. Um, I think... Uh, 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 it's uh, a, yeah, the bad, the bad, it's Berlin and Moscow and the battlefield's Poland. Have fun. Oh no, well, not again. <laughs> <laughs> not again. Poland, good, yeah. Oh no, Poland, good, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I love Poland. Also to mention, for anyone interested, I uh, won't be going over Zorn and Piltover since I covered them in the last episode. Again, if you want to hear about them, go to the last episode while listening to this but episode before you listen to the last episode go back to keys to the kingdom and listen to everything you've got to go back from the start i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. it's like it uh, won't it won't make sense unless you listen to all of keys to the kingdom yeah, and yeah. then again um, you have to listen this, to it all po- again. this podcast itself has law listen if you don't know us well enough you won't understand what we're saying exactly please do not so go back listen to whatever you want don't listen to these fools <laughs> That being said, I have my first kingdom that I'll be going across, the most vanilla of the boys, and uh, a quote which I will give to uh, Jude, I think. He's, he's, a, he's a fan of these sorts oh God. in the Zoom chat. Oh, God. Can read this in a, in a little song. Can Jude read the Zoom chat this time? Can Jude read the Zoom chat? Probably. I there can message go. it. No, that's cool. We're working. Um, okay, so what have what Proud have Warrior. Oh, okay. Okay. A strong, lawful kingdom with a prestigious military history, Demacia's people have always valued the ideals of justice, honor, and duty most highly, and are fiercely proud of their cultural heritage. But in spite of these lofty principles, this largely self-sufficient nation has grown more insular and isolationist in recent centuries. Sounds it sounds good. like England. It sounds like England. I love it. Uh, so this is one of the more typical fantasy uh, <laughs> settings you'll come across. It's very big on militaries and big castles. It's very mm-hmm. Euro fantasy. Fuck um, yeah. The settlement came about during the Rune Wars, which is essentially a series of battles over what was called the World Runes, which were powerful elemental artifacts that could level fucking cities, uh, even if they kind of destroyed the wielder in the process, in most cases. Um, mm. In modern times, they're kind of being hidden away by a wizard, but that's not relevant to the land. We don't care about the land. We care <laughs> about the people who settled on it. Uh, Some refugees. What? Go. What? I like the what land. No land for you. No. Oh. Some ref- sounded like Team Aqua there, getting rid of all the land. <laughs> Fucking Kyo- gonna be Kyogre like, out of here. Yeah, go listen to our Pokemon episode. Making <laughs> just, I'm just. Making- 
You should listen to the Pokemon. Yeah, go listen to the Pokemon ah, episode. No. <laughs> this no, is like a choose your own adventure book. You only get to the ending of the episode if you follow the right path. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, we actually put a subliminal message in every episode. You have to listen to them in the right order to get the next segment. Yeah. So during the Rune Wars, we had uh, a set of refugees which were fleeing uh, dark mages, is all that's cited in the wiki, uh, who ran into a petrified forest uh, before finding out that the fucking nerds who followed them didn't have their magic anymore. This was discovered to be because of Petricide, a stone with magic stifling properties, which made it an excellent place for, I don't know, maybe people who were fleeing mages and magic. Deus Ex Magica, I guess. (laughs) I see. Um, the it's... city had a few notable moments, uh, including uh, some winged protectors, uh, two sisters who inherited god powers from their mother, which we'll talk about the source a little bit later. What? Um, Ooh, is that? Is that? Is that? Is that? Is that Kale and Morgana? I'm about to say the names. Um, I will talk about the god power later. It's kind of hard to get into without getting into the region and explaining like where it comes from. There's a lot of there's a lot of entangled lore here, and also because it kind of crosses a lot of like regional boundaries, it gets real weird. Go, Matt. Question. Yo. Um. So, is this like the start? How long ago is this from like the present day? Is there a present? Is there a present day? Like, is there, there is a present day, but the timeline's kind of wonky. Not super wonky, but like, it kind of spe- sometimes it'll just jump like four hundred years for no reason, and like the civilization just hasn't changed. So I don't think that it's necessarily super set in stone. And as I said, I'm not doing a timeline episode. Oh, um, but they originally settled the settlement maybe four hundred years before quote unquote present day. Um, probably a bit longer, just considering that they've got a full city now, but yeah. Mm. I do love that. I imagine just the, the wizards stuff coming in. Oh, we finally conned you. They try to use those spells, like, and they can't do anything and just be like, well, you're fucked now. And they just come on like well, a bunch of petri- sticks. Well, they're in a petrified forest as well. So any of the sticks they find are fucking rocked. Rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fucking pound them. Oh no. <laughs> Poor dark wizards, uh, but also dark wizards. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, settlement was created upon here to essentially create shelter from the, uh, uh, the, the, the mages who were fighting in the Rune Wars. Um, and after the Rune Wars had settled, um, various things happened throughout the history of the city. Um, first of all, talk about the Winged Protectors. Early on in the city, uh, two sisters inherited some god powers from their mother um, and became protectors of the city. One was extremely righteous. Uh, Kale, which is like a, she's like a might is right kind of hero, you know, sword and shield and armor. Um, whereas another helped rehabilitate the wrongdoers who showed guilt, Morgana. They ended up having a massive battle after Morgana left Kale on the battlefield, um, as well as some central moral issues that they had uh, before they both left Demacia for another region, uh, and one of them also went to the forest. Uh, Demacia. Uh, neither of them. They kind of just battled. Kale um, used her powers to cleanse the city of sin. She is like an absolutist. Like she was like, mm. "You've sinned once, you're going to fucking die." <laughs> um, hence why she had issues with Morgana, kind of rehabilitating people. Morgana did also kill one of her generals, but don't worry about it. <laughs> he was trying to kill her first. Um, it's self yeah, defense. Self defense. Um, Kale left for Mount Targon, which we'll talk about it, uh, and uh, Morgana left to go and hide herself in the forest and have a little bit of a think. Um, Demacia also made a giant <laughs> yeah, fucking mood, honestly. out of Petrosa. <laughs> yeah. She just went, she just went and be sad for a bit. Um, I love going Demacia- to the forest and being sad for a bit. Demacia also sculpted a giant golem made out of Petricide, which they then deployed against the mages. And I say giant, I mean like 12 stories tall. Like, 
giant statue. <laughs> I am in. I'm in. He's a hero in the game, and it's funny because his whole bit is just magic resistance. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yeah, it's good. My boy. Uh, he's a big boy. Um, all mm-hmm. of that aside, the reason I mentioned Demacia and Noxus in the same breath is that they get a lot of interactions and a lot of heroes are from uh, a mass scale war that goes on for about 50 years or so. Um, I'll get into Noxus next, obviously, um, but safe to say they're a massive empire dead set on just conquering as much as they can. Um, the first nation that they were ever stopped by in their conquering ways uh, was Demacia, who pushed them back even past the neighbouring regions. Um, this particular war between Demacia and Noxus took around three years, although the Noxians had been invading neighbouring regions for like a few centuries. Um, after the Demacians were pushed back, the leader of the army kind of went, fuck it, we should head out. Um, the leader of the Noxian warband heard this, went, fuck this guy, threw him off a castle wall, charged in, and then managed to strangle the king of Demacia. <laughs> That was Darius, right? That was not Darius, that was Sion. Oh, Oh, shit, okay. Uh, He's like, fuck this, I'll do it myself. (laughs) Yeah, literally. He ends up, um, I haven't got this in script, but he ends up actually being reborn as like an undead raging warrior. Um, And they're like, yay, a great weapon. And they deploy him in a battle and he kills fucking everyone. But then he starts killing his own troops and they have to lock him under a statue of himself. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah, Sion's great. (laughs) That's great, um... Oh, what's fuck the word? Uh, that's great imagery, like having being locked under like uh, the old you. Well, you it's also I mean? super interesting because there's imagery there because he looks like a noble heroic general there, and that's the image that Noxus wants to portray to their citizens. Mm. But like, he's but just you're a hi- fu- <laughs> he's just a fucking monster now. Exactly, you're hiding <laughs> the monster underneath. That's like a good metaphor yeah. for the entire yeah. empire. There's lots of this is one of the annoying things about covering League of Legends is there's a lot of good tidbits, but there's lots of gaps in between that make it sound mm. kind of spotty. If I do this in that if I do that in this episode, and you're like, what's happened in between? I don't fucking know. The wiki just doesn't cover it. The stories don't cover it. No, like. Normal civilization, normal progression between the events. Unfortunately, it's not super detailed. They, oh, it's basically, we have a list of short stories with like the information is like fill in what you want in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's some obvious kind of takeaways that you can guess at. But anyway, yeah. So that's kind of a basic history of a couple of Demarcian events. Um, mm. So big, cool, defensive, anti-magic city. Not a fan of evil mages, but like they built a giant anti-magic golem. So like, cool, right? You know? Hmm, hmm. Wrong. That's pretty sick. Magic oh. racists. Whoa. Oh. Uh, Silas was a mage seeker for the city. Essentially a man who hunted down and imprisoned any mages that he found. Demacia, in the intervening years since the Rune Wars, had essentially created a policy of no fucking mages. Note, in this world, mages aren't, like, trained. They're born with their powers. Yeah. So it's not like they have a choice. Hmm. We're getting into racism allegories. <laughs> Based, based Silas though. Um, <laughs> no, wait, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> no Silas is Silas is uh, a mage seeker for the city. Um, after a oh, while okay. of hunting mages, he goes. So mage seeker for the city, he's imprisoning people. Oh no, um, no, bad boy. But, bad but, 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 but eventually, after a while of hunting mages, he goes. It seems kind of unfair that I'm hunting down all these randoms who have like any magic at all when. Not that it's publicly known, but there are nobles in the city who have really strong magic powers and they're just protected by their status. Like I say, based Silas. <laughs> um, it's almost like the thing that really separates us is class. It's, it's, it's a lot of allegories going on here. Next you're going to tell me money was involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, after you know a little bit of soul searching, he's still doing his job, but he ends up trying to protect a 12-year-old girl who has unstable magic but he essentially says to the other mage seekers like hey guys can we just try and like 
do something that isn't throw her in prison or exile her. Um, unfortunately, during this confrontation, he, like, touches the girl's arm and discovers that he too is a mage. He has the ability to redirect others' magical powers. He can absorb them and use them as, is, as his own. Um, so he fucking annihilates the other three mage seekers who are with him. Oh, that's kind of sick. Just explodes them. <laughs> is this inside Dema- uh... Demacia? Well, Demacia's region, but like not in the city. Okay, mm-hmm. is it only in the city that magic doesn't work, or is it in the whole region? Uh, it's muffled in the city because it's actually built out of petricide, which is the the, the forest thing. Mm-hmm. I th- think that if you're in any of the areas of petricide forest, then it's also muffled, but I don't think there's that much of it left because the Demarcians right. have obviously, you know, taken it all and built it into castles and shit. Is it like, when, when you say muffled, does it work at all or just nothing? If you're directly bound by petricide, your magic powers do not work. If you're near it, it I think it just muffles it. Like, it just, okay. like, slows it, but yeah. Okay, interesting. Anyway, um, obviously he then do- did that and then got thrown in jail. Uh, he's sentenced to life in prison. Um, but, uh, uh, randomly, he makes friends with a noble girl called Laksana, crown guard who is uh also a mage who has the power to bend light and she exchanges knowledge of the outside world for knowledge of how to control her powers with silas Aww. so they're they're friends she doesn't break him out of prison but you know oh, oh. <laughs> okay. poor uh, that's not not quite a good enough friend you know what i mean after yeah, lux's yeah, family yeah. finds out about this um they basically say hey fuck this random guy who's talking to our daughter sentence him to be executed lux tries to stand up for him stands in front of him and then, you know, the executioners go, no, fuck you, he's going to die. She kneels down to say, like, oh, I'm sorry, Silas, and touches his hand. And he then proceeds to go fucking nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> how old, how uh, old is Lux? Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20? Young. Okay. okay. How old and is Silas? How old is like a grown-ass man? Silas is probably, like, 35. Okay. I'm guessing at all of this, but, like, vibes. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I, I do like how there was two influences. There's, like, rehabilitation and ca- and uh, not in, on uh, influences on the city. It seems mm. like the uh, the rough punishments and Kale is being much more influencing. <laughs> <laughs> Might is right, yeah. I mean, it really came down through the centuries, for sure. Um, Bloody Kale. Yeah. Uh, Beast. Lux gets called a mage lover at one point while she's protesting as well. I just think that's a funny term. That's you mage lover. Mage lover. It's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> wizard, man. I'd love a wizard. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you like magic. I bet After you're a big all... fan of, like, fireworks shows and card tricks. You're, you're being mage lover. Life easier. There is actually card magic in this world. Yeah, oh. exactly. No, I was just thinking, like, imagine... I'm just imagining someone coming up to, like, love, like liking a magic show and someone walking by, like, a magic show on the street and going... You're just a bunch of mage lovers, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 all very much on the on the doors of like uh, land lovers, you know, like 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 um like a pirate insult, yeah, land lovers. It's like that's a, that insult only works for one group of people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's very very niche. But it's I love niche. It. It's niche insults. I love it. <laughs> um, after all this shit, the mage seek is stuck getting real racist, um, and will oh, imprison gosh. or exile anyone who even is found to be harboring a mage. Originally, uh, they just separated the mage from their family. Now the whole family's getting thrown in jail. Ah. Uh, uh, amongst all this, Lux leaves the city with a family of mages uh, who she's protecting. And as she's leaving, she is met by Garen, her brother. Uh, and they have 
Sorry, I was rereading the comics and it, I, was, I had to put this in because it is the the most faux coming out of the closet conversation I've ever seen. And it's so, like, so much of this is, like, touching on, like, real issues and trying to make allegories for that sort of stuff. But then sometimes <laughs> they just trip and fall straight on their face with it. And it's kind of funny. I'm going to read the conversation for you. Yes. Lux. Oh, you don't want to act well, it out? I mean, if you want to... Uh, give me, give, give wants... me one of the sides. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'm putting it in the chat. You okay. can, do you want to Lux B. or Garen? I can do a good Lux. I have no clue what she sounds like. I okay. okay. Imagine Sparkly Girl. <laughs> well, what have you done to us, guy? Aren't you going to say something? So this is what you are now. It's what I've always been. You know that. You're... Say it. You're a mage. My sister is a mage. That's and right. A Dem- and Sorry. a Demarcian. Slay. <laughs> it's so good like as he then leaves them to leave the city and it's like my sister is a mage and a Damasian you know it's like that you're still you know you're you're, I don't know you're still part of my family even though you're gay like oh my god have they uh, did Garen consider saying have you tried not being a mage yeah do you know the other thing that's also interesting did Garen consider the fact that his sword is fucking magic he's shown using magic Silas beats him back by reflecting his own power of his sword back at him. Garen isn't necessarily that magic, but also in the game he can summon a giant sword from the sky. I don't know if that's attached to his sword or him, but I'm sus of the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's pretty sus. This is, pretty sus. This is such like you know, the other scene from X to X Men Two, where they yeah. literally they go yeah. they go to Iceman's house and they literally say like the parents literally say, "Have you tried not being a mutant?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they really go a bit too hard on the allegory in that oh, movie. Oh, it's so it's hard! Funny. And then the police come and they kill all the police. It's the it's the um, it's the they can fix us conversation with fucking um, what's her name? The girl who kills people when she touches them. Rogue. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue yeah. and Storm, and they they're, they're like Rogue's like, can they fix us? And Storm's like, no, you're not broken. Says the girl who has lightning powers to the girl <laughs> who kills anyone she touches. <laughs> hey, but sometimes she can control who she touches and kills. <laughs> anyway, it's a good time. That's a very yeah. old Tumblr meme, actually, but that's okay. Yeah, it is very old. I remember that. It's a Tumblr meme. Anyway, Demacia is a well-organized, noble, mm. magic-fearing city built upon anti-magic stone that's the general gist of this fantastic i do like i i like how the way it's structured demarcian sounds like the worst insult there (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're a mage and a demarcian spit on the ground (laughs) demarcian (laughs) speaking of someone who would use demarcian as an insult we got noxus noxus i've got another thing to read who i've got a lot of quotes to read because i realize that you guys have been doing it for ages and i never did it so i love quotes well, if you love him so much, why don't you why don't you why don't you say this one? What would you? What, how, what sort of voice would you like, sir? Grumble like barbarian if he was forced into a soldier's clothes. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Not a noble warrior, a little shitter. A little shitter. Noxus is a powerful empire with a fearsome reputation. To those beyond its borders, Noxus is brutal expandinist and threatening yet those who look beyond its warlike exterior see an unusual inclusive society i find i didn't put the part about why it's inclusive in but it's really funny because they'll literally take fucking anyone who can hold a sword they do not give a shit nice nice. if you can fight for the empire they'll take you baby (laughs) for the empire (laughs) And, and not only that like 
people just become upper echelons by just being dedicated. Like, there are random people off the street who are just, like, good fighters, and they end up being, like, generals and shit. No, it's actually nice. really good. <laughs> like, that's... if you're going to structure a warlike society, reward oh. reward bloodthirst. Oh, I'm like, that's a good structure. That's a that's a that's an up. I see I see a ladder that I can climb. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciate that. That's a corporate structure. With your that I, respect. I don't think so, Matthew. <laughs> the number of people kills directly opposed to my salary, and that is a good thing. <laughs> that's motivational, baby. Put me oh, in yeah. the company. Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> However, unfortunately, because they overlap with each other, I can't talk about Noxus without talking about one of the coolest parts of the lore. Not just mm. for Noxus, but for the whole fucking world. Because, goddamn, I love this piece of lore. It's one of the best things. I, like, one of, Genuinely, I think it's one of the best pieces of lore I've ever read, read. Now we're hyped. In the center of where Noxus stands, many centuries ago, a group of mages heard whispers from a dead soul. It promised them power in exchange for a body of iron banded plates forming a suit of armor when they raised him they had hoped for some sort of weapon uh, but instead Mordekaiser killed them where they stood oh. once a fierce warlord from a previous epoch which just means ages past he mm. killed many tribes and settlements in the northern parts of the continent he took great satisfaction in this as in his faith he believed he would have earned a seat in the hall of bones seated with the gods for all eternity However, when it's time to die came, he was met with darkness, an endless void where souls who had passed just went to fade away. He then proceeded to be so angry that his soul refused to fade, and after many years, he whispered to the mortal realm and convinced a group of mages that I mentioned to bring him back from the dead. They tried to bind him using his mortal name, which was Sanuzal, but alas, he was no longer that man, but the soul that once resided in him, the spirit Mordekaiser. Babe. It gets cool. It gets cooler. Oh. He then proceeded to go on a rampage, killing all who stood in his path. To outsiders, it seemed like a mindless rampage, but with the new necrotic powers he wielded, he had greater plans than it seemed. At the center of his empire, he built the Immortal Bastion, a city of twisting streets and massive iron towers. After some time, he was killed by the combined forces of a sorcerer from his own army betraying him and some Noxian tribes. They untethered his soul from his mortal armor and then bound and hid the uh, armor left behind. However, this was indeed part of Mordecai's plan, as he then reappeared in the wastes that he had found before, but not alone. All who he had killed on his journey had been bound to the plane of death by his magic, and now served one of two purposes, to join his army, or to become the matter that he twisted into his own realm of death. Man too angry to die makes himself the god of death out of spite. <laughs> what the fuck? I yeah. love Mordekaiser. I, like, yeah. how fucking sick is that? You know, when you read into the lore of League of Legends, sometimes it kind of makes me go, wait, why are these two characters fighting <laughs> in the game? You've got Garen, who's just some Chad from Demacia with a sword, versus this fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, Mordekaiser's uh, very scary. Very that is, scary. That, that is a very epic backstory, though. He got yeah. the, this is it? There's nothing else here? There's nothing else. I'm gonna make my own. Fuck you. You know what it is? It's when someone. It's like it's like someone's second D and D character. They know enough to make it really cool, but they're not experienced enough yet to know when enough's enough. So they just keep going on the cool shit. You know. And then they get into a fight and get fucking decked. Yeah. <laughs> I um. 
I know. I I appreciate the uh, the killing them as they stand. I'm like I like these guys are fucking dumb enough to bring me into the world. They're not smart enough to be my fucking allies. You know what I mean? I think he mm, ended up mm. binding their bodies into his mace, which is called Nightfall. Cool name. Um, and then so use that as like the the necrotic fuel for his thing. Hmm. Anyway. Mordekaiser aside, the point I mentioned him is because the house that he made, the Immortal Bastion, is now the center of the Demas- uh, the Noxian Empire. Oh, there you go. They live on it. Yeah. Um, very few people in the city know what it was made for because, again, Mordekaiser was a lord in epochs past, which, like, that's... Mm. People deal with a hundred years plus in this thing, and that's, like, normal timeline. This is, like, way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there isn't a lot more here until we get back to the fight with the Demasians and the Noxians. Um, apart from the fact that the Noxian Empire is just constantly in a state of war and expansion. Uh, warrior culture and the beef boys who love it reign supreme. It's just a bunch of gym guys going, yeah! Woo! I mean, the most popular character from Noxus literally has a basketball skin as his most popular thing. Like, he's just, and he dunks on true. people as his ult. That's, that's like, the most beef boy Chad. I do like that he dunks on people, that is fun. Yeah, Dunkmaster mm. Darius, good guys. I hate Darius so much. Darius is a piece of shit. He's my perma band top lane. That's okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, an interesting note about Noxus is there's also a lot of internal turmoil, including uh, subterfuge from a group called the Black Rose, which is a secret group of mages who are like puppet Ooh. masters of the Empire. Um, and more recently, uh, there was a guy who murdered the leader of Noxus and then went out to do a speech and said, hey guys. I know I just killed the leader, uh, but what about we form a council out of me and some other people? <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, he does have a demon arm, so Swain's pretty cool. Okay. But um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the that's the kind of thing you mentioned when you first meet someone. Like I, I imagine you, I imagine you came home and your mate went to out. To be with- fair, the demon is associated with finding out the the secrets of people who are dying, like. Uh, he has powers in the game, but like the way the demon's described, it literally just sounds like he's just like finding out shit from mm-hmm. dying people, which like mm. kind of an L demon to be age. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you meet your mate and you, and, you, and you, they, they just came in for a date, and you're like, "I was like, oh yeah, they're really nice, good at overthrowing governments, uh, real really strategic. Like I, I really like them, really like them." Oh, and they have a demon arm that that uh, uses their knowledge to be able to kill people and suck their soul into it. Mm-hmm. Sure, that was the first thing you mentioned. That's not like the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good character. Anyway, he forms uh, the council, which is him uh, as the strategic leader. Uh, a guy called, uh, as we've mentioned, his name is Darius. I, I'm terrible with names. Um, Darius. Darius is the most bloodthirsty leader of the army. At one point, he was in a battle where uh, the other leader said, we should retreat, and Darius cut his fucking head off. Um, which, like, that's that's Noxus through and through, baby. Um, and then a third guy who we literally don't know because he's called the Faceless and he's just not mentioned. Anyway. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Overall... Did they win the battle? The battle? Did they win the battle? After Between someone said them, they- and, them and Demacia? Or what? Oh, the battle that Noxus... Yeah, yeah, the one where he cut the guy's head off. He won that battle, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like if if the guy says retreat and you cut the guy's head off, if you don't win that battle, that's your whole... You're done. (laughs) But if you win a battle, you're... It's a a high-risk maneuver, but it really Mm. inspires the troops. (laughs) It really gets them going, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, The war's over if you lose that one. Yeah. (laughs) As said, Noxus... uh, 
attacks Demacia. Demacia manages to actually fend them off and push them back to the neighboring areas. In response, Noxus kills the king, but they still don't manage to actually invade the city. Um, and so kind of a stalemate between the two of them. So Noxus is a little bit beaten down, a little bit worn down. Um, and that's where the, the part stands until we get to another region, which I will mention uh, later on. Because as I've now covered the two main parts that I want to get covered, Demacia and Noxus. I'm going to open it up to you guys. I'm going to list. I'm going to list some places, and I want you guys to pick a place, and we'll head over there. <sighs> We've got Bilgewater, Ixtal, Ionia, Shadow Isles, Sharima, Targon, the Freljord, the Void, uh, Bandle City. I don't know which ones I didn't say because I was trying to say I'm not in entirely alphabetical order. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say Bilgewater. Hell yeah! Let's go to Bilgewater. I've got another quote, baby. Let's go, Jude. You're on. Oh, let's do it. The voice prompt is pirate. <laughs> Fuck you. Tell me I, your pirate voice, dude. Bilgewater is a haven for smugglers, marauders, and unscrupulous, where fortunes are made and ambitions shattered in the blink of an eye. For those fleeing justice, debt, or persecution, it is a city of new beginnings. No one in the twisted streets of Bilgewater cares about your past. It's a melting pot of cultures, races, and creeds alive with activity at all hours. There you go. Pirate Island, baby. It's a central Pirate haven Island. for pirates. Is this, the is, this, is this where Misfortune comes from, then? Correct. Uh, Misfortune, okay. Pike, Twisted Fate, Graves, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Gangplank. Mm -hmm. I'm missing one, but I forgot. That's okay. Wait, Twisted Fate comes from the Pirate Land? That's seems odd. Sure. Well, he's a so Twisted Fate. Uh, for context, is a gambler. He was born with some <sighs> magic that he didn't quite understand. I think his mother was a Fates reader, like like an oracle. Card I'll be honest. Like when you when you went, he was born with. Uh, I'm so sure you were going to say issues. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was. Um, but he was essentially, born an orphan. <laughs> he yeah. So his his I think his mother was an oracle or something like you was like yeah. a card reader or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, Twisted Fate like... found so this is the card magic that I mentioned before. Mm. Uh, found that when he played with decks of cards, he could like sense where all the numbers were. Is kind of the way it's implied. Like he just knows where every card in the deck is, which mm. means he literally can't be beaten at cards. That's pretty good. That That's is pretty good. that is one of like the best. Superhero superpowers in like the normal world. Like if that was in this world, you could be get rich really easy, right? <laughs> but if that in like a fictional universe when people have powers that could like destroy cities, that's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will mention this card magic lets him teleport. I don't know why. Oh, that's great then. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and he only needs one card from his mother's magical deck to do it, which <laughs> I don't know why the fuck that's. I don't know why that it's part of the law, but it is anyway. Mommy gave me a deck and I can teleport. You know what I there mean? There are... Okay, there are a few... So, Twisted Fate aside... Say that in a Kiwi accent. Why a Kiwi accent? Is he Kiwi? No. Um, for the sake of this joke, yes. Why is that Kiwi? I don't... Okay. He wants you to say dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. God. Come on. Lives there for three oh, years. Nearly. Doesn't even learn anything. <laughs> I'm just so used to them. They doesn't. They don't hear it anymore. I got to use my mom's magic dicky. My mom's dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Yeah. Twisted Fox Fate it. is yeah. He, so he's a gambler. He ends up in mm. the islands because he basically gets run out of every other casino in the rest of Runeterra. Runeterra, by the way, is the name of the world? Yeah. Continent? I'm not 100% sure. 
He looks real hot. He is. He's a cool guy. He's, I he's, was going to say Runeterra earlier, but then I thought I was wrong. So. No, Runeterra is correct. Okay. I was going to say Runeterra. Actually, you I have a question. I have a question. Go, go, go. Oh. Where... I know we talked about them last time, but I'm forgetful. Uh, Piltover and by extension Zorn. Mm-hmm. Where are they in relation to Demacia and stuff? So, okay, I should have gone over this. Actually, this is a fair point. Runeterra is basically one big continent in the shape of a sea, uh, a backward sea if it was really squashed. It's like a like a little okay. side loop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with one little bridge connecting them. The bridge is uh, Zorn and Piltover. They're like the one little right. peninsula that connects the southern and northern part of the continent. Ah, shit, okay. Fair. The northern part of the continent is where a couple of, a lot of different areas lie. A lot of them are mm-hmm. in there. So Demacia and Noxus are basically in the middle. Yeah. Um, towards the north is the Freljord. Towards the... Is there anything else there? I think it might just be those three. Oh, we'll Google the map. Anyway, Bilgewater is islands off to the east at... eastern mm. side, yes. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, so currently we're, we're in islands off to the eastern side. Demacia, mm. Noxus, northern part of the continent. Zorn Piltover on the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see now. I see. Yeah, I'm looking okay. at a map. Oh, that's why Piltover is so important because it's the connect, the one land connection between Correct. the two Correct. It's parts. the reason why them setting up teleportation gates when it was already a trade city was so fucking cool. It's a trade capital. It's a trade capital, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bilgewater uh, has a lot of interesting little bits, but I think a special mention deserves to go to one of the most banger lore events in gaming history. One character mm. killed another so hard he got disabled in game for a couple of weeks. What? Yeah. Oh, I know about this last time. Who is it again? So to cut a long story short, a pirate woman by the name of Miss Sarah Fortune confronts a pirate called Gangplank after he murdered her parents uh, and basically just nukes his ships with cannons. Um, and then his character got disabled in-game for a couple of weeks. Damn. That's and then he cool. came back with a metal arm. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> that's kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, one of the other most interesting things about Wheel of Water to me, well, the most interesting thing to me because of what characters I play, is the wildlife. Um, the entire place is fucking inhospitable. Why you would ever set up there? Like, even if you're a pirate, why you would set up there is beyond me. <laughs> On land, things are okay. We've got scuttle crabs, mm. which are kind of like turtle X crab hybrids. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. What? I'm a big don't fan. Don't tell him about the cr- Hell big yeah, fan. big scuttle crabs so yeah it's like a like imagine like a like i don't know what normal turtles are like little i'm thinking like soccer no not soccer it's bigger maybe like umbrella sized turtle cross crab creature okay okay uh interesting other wharf rats and seagulls and some less interesting crabs Mm. apart from one other type of crab there's a lot of crabs it's a pirate island i'm sorry um, there's also the plunder crabs, which in the only iteration we ever see of them are just expert artillery operators who have cannons strapped to their back. <laughs> I don't fucking good. know why. <laughs> this is my favorite crabs. island of all time. <laughs> I, you, you ask, you ask why they settled here. You ask why they settled, here, and then you tell me about the best wildlife in the world. Like, there's no question <laughs> they are amazing. I'm looking at the scuttle crab. That is the cutest thing. I want a plushie. I'm looking at the plushie right now, and That's I'm buying it. it. He's putting adorable. it in his cart as we speak. <laughs> uh, however, however, as much as things are good on land, in water we get much worse. Mm. Um, we have things called dragon. Oh yeah, well, that's cute as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at. It. Oh, they're scuttle. Of course, the creatures in scuttle the river. Scuttle crabs. Yeah. I'm so ah, sad. Oh. I've killed them. Yeah. Yeah. You have kill. to kill them in league. Okay. What's okay. The, what well, what are the artillery crabs called? Sorry. Uh, plunder crabs. Plunder crabs. 
Uh, in the water, things get much worse, though. We've got dragon sharks, which are massive deep ocean creatures. Uh, mm -hmm. Big enough that uh, the skin of one is used as, like, the, the fabric on a shop front. <laughs> nice. Oh. You, you open your mouth and we're looking back and forth. You're, like, pogging out, Matt. What are you looking at? I, I, I just looked up an image of a plunder crab, and it's just a crab. But take the body... Take, like, like it's, like, it's little arms and little uh, pincers. Take the body of the crab out and put in just a cannon. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing of all time. And I, I looked at their wiki page, it. and it just says, like, they're expert artillerists because when they get used in the game, they're able to, like, target creatures to your preference, I believe. And so it's like, they must know how to operate artillery then, but like logically. They can aim. Wild. They are artillery. They're artillery um, experts. We've got four-headed hammerhead shark. We've got coral creatures. We've got bubble bears. We have giant crabs, giant squids. We've got the fucking kraken in the water. Uh. There's a lot of bad shit in the water. Um, but in exchange, one of the other reasons people are in Sorry, the water. Sorry, I, I need to send you both an image real quick. Me? I searched up um, plunder crab, and this was like the second resort down. And I just—he's just an angry little guy, and I think it's amazing. Where are you sending it? Stop it, <laughs> messenger. Um, to have it open. No. Uh, anyway, so water bad. But the other exchange for that is that some of the mm. fishes are sold for food, for resources, and because we're in a world of magic, magical items. My personal favorite is the jaw fish, which is a titanic fish, like fucking in like size of a ship type creature that mm. has massive rows of teeth that are hunted by fishermen which are looking for a material called saphalite in its in its mouth. Um, this weird material is very highly magical and could be turned into, quote from the wiki, various magical elixirs. What the fuck that means, I'm not mm. sure. Mm. Um, but has to be harvested while the fish is still alive. Oh, uh, it's like Avatar 2. Correct. What, what? I don't know, I've never seen that movie, so wouldn't know. Oh. Anyway, uh, so that's wild. Uh, one of the fishermen who was hunting it um, gets pulled down into the ocean with the jawfish, like gets eaten by it, but oh. doesn't die and turns into an ocean hitman. Oh. Um, yeah, which is kind of cool. He's one of my favorite characters. That's Pike. Mm. Ah. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting, interesting. I like how this universe, a lot of things like, oh, they die, but they don't. Yeah, bum, bum, that's, that's another interesting thing to me that I came across while I was looking at Pike. Like, and a couple of other ones as well. Like, it seems like the rules are pretty consistent that if you don't have any magic on you, you go to die. But there are, like, a lot of different forms of magic that can either mm. pull you back, restore you, or, like, sequester your soul elsewhere. Mm. Which there's a couple of examples It of. does seem like death is, like... This is going to sound weird, but death seems to be, like, a doorway to more possibilities in a weird sense. Like, like mm. it's like a... A lot of people start off not, like some people are born magic it seems but like it was like the most chaotic people in the world kind of like if you die in a special way like special circumstances happen when mm -hmm. you die a big reaction can happen and you come back usually come back as cr crazy different which is is a very cool way i like i like seeing death as kind of like a, what's, a another what's step saying? in your journey right it's a big mm -hmm. it's a big event and like the power of your soul oh. leaving your body is kind of like just a illusion i don't know i don't know i like that that's kind of like a, a, a nice um transition Death is like... but another journey one which we all must yeah. take oh it's, it's a very it, it very much treats people less as the body they inhabit going back to the mech thing at the start of the episode it treats them less <laughs> as the body they inhabit and much more as the mm. soul that's within like okay. it because the magic often takes place in just like 
doing shit to the to the person after they die getting them mm. either moved somewhere else or whatever else anyway that's all good that's most of what bilge water is about i don't have too much nice. else is there nice, any questions nice. um, you better start Arr. believing in legends you're in a league <laughs> Sorry. I fucking hate you so much. What the fuck? That was terrible. That was, that like, was really take good. That one, was really good. Take one revision in your mind for <laughs> once. Like I know. Oh my god. I, just it was really good, I know man. your parents have said this to you before, but think before you speak. God damn it. <laughs> I thought you were going to go in a completely different direction when you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> They no, wish I'm, I'm, I was their son. TBH, no, TBH, I've actually had that. My parents say that to me more often than not. Anyway, that's... that's what are you laughing say. about? This is, and this is why we gave, we gave ourselves access to a bike and the internet. Yes. Because we have uh. such bad problems. Anyway, next up... I'm gonna, yeah. What do you want? No, continue, continue. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, I'm going to go from the top of what we've got left. Bandle City, Ionia, Ixtal, Shadow Island, Sharima, Targon, Freljord, Void. Go. Void. Matt Do- Matt Doyle. Void. Ooh. It's the only one <laughs> I, I actually Vat got. Doyle? The word of <laughs> Interesting. The void is quite scary. I'll warn you. Matt gets pretty. Yeah. Why did you refer to me as my full name there, guy? That was weird. Did I? <laughs> you said Matt Doyle. <laughs> Subconscious. Oh, it's here. It's, yeah, already, it's, it's already on the title of the. Po- it's already on the Spotify thing. Oh yeah. I'm not saying it's like not public knowledge. I'm just saying it's weird. I'm doxing you, just... you. I want to dox I'm you. Sorry. That's why. <laughs> Hi, Guy Witherow. Uh, this is a great conversation we're having. It adds emphasis. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, so and his tax fund number This is, is uh... like... Okay, what are we going to do? I reckon do, like, corrupted profit, you know? Like, taken taken by some Lovecraftian shit, profits, like, preacher. And the Dark One speaks to me thus... Screaming yes. into existence with the birth of the universe. The void is a manifestation of the unknown nothingness that lies beyond. It is a force of insustainable hunger waiting through the aeons until its masters, the mysterious watchers, mark the final time of undoing. How's that? Yeah, that was really good. That was scary. You sounded like a Scooby-Doo villain. Shut the f- <laughs> I love that. I'm glad. <laughs> I was doing a more evil version of Trelawney. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, oh, I, now I hear I that. I hear that now. Yeah, I hear I that now. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The origins of the Void are essentially the origins of the universe. I said that, like, I'm talking about regions in Runeterra, but that's not necessarily true because the Void is <laughs> a key factor in a lot of stuff that goes on. So I'm glad we're covering it at this point. Is that um, the guy who went to die and he didn't die? He was like, this 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 place sucks. No, this is not that's not the void. Separate place. That's a separate that's, void. That's the spirit realm. Oh, mm. Of course. My bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm that's glad right. we kept that separate. <laughs> no, it, it, there is a difference. Okay, listen, listen, listen. The Watchers were some of the first semi-sentient creatures to ever ever exist in the formation of the universe. Mm. They didn't even have forms in the beginning. They just sort of were things and then they began to be able to self-conceptualize and then they chilled for a while they weren't even aware that they existed uh over time they began to be disturbed though by the creation of essentially material existence which became their mortal enemy because existing in nothingness and not knowing anything not knowing time knowing heat knowing light knowing anything they were at peace so as soon as something started happening they weren't happy about it uh, how dare things it's happen like, 
This is like when you um when you're in bed, you're lying down, and you're just like you've just woken up, and the world your brain hasn't really come into effect yet, and you're just like, yeah, the world's mm. peaceful, and then you realize it's nine on a weekday, and you're late for work. Yeah, and that sh- shot of adrenaline that goes through. You. Yeah, yeah, it's not pleasant. No, it's mm. not, and especially if it's that loud, where you go from not like not even being aware of your own consciousness to holy fuck existence is real like <laughs> that's another jump again yeah that, takes, that is not fun <laughs> take shrooms once honestly <laughs> um anyway as they realized that material existence began they kind of became aware of themselves but hadn't really formed mortal bodies yet they, they didn't have a form they were just consciousness hmm they first attempted to... The basic idea is if we go into material reality, we can nuke everything that's there and then we can fuck off back to the void and we'll be chill. Their first yeah. attempted intrusion... <laughs> I love that. That's like... It's like, um... Sorry, it's like, no, no, uh... No. Let's, there's a fucking party going next door. Let's fucking go nuke the party. I'm gonna go burn the house down and then <laughs> the party won't bother me anymore. Yeah. I mean, if I you're... I mean, a, fair, honestly. If you're a mindless raging hunger at the birth of the universe, then I suppose it seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Their first attempt to... so Also, by the way, the, the creatures in the void that have a vague consciousness but aren't really anything yet are called the Watchers because they're watching material universe exist and not happy about mm. it. Nice. Who watches the Watchers? No one. Um, no one that doesn't want to go fucking insane, which we'll talk about in a minute. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Their first attempted at intrusion through the material plane was through the Iceborne, which we'll go over in the Freljord section. They're essentially uh, a couple of sisters who are mages and their armies. Um they essentially tried to open up a portal to the material realm for the watchers after they had granted them some superpowers involving some ice magic and semi-immortality for the three sisters who led them um again we'll go over it later um but anyway they begin their traveling journey from the void into the material plane through the portal um before one of the sisters again go over it later betrays them and seals the rift seals the gateway um now, a couple of them got caught in the ice in physical forms, which there are some fucking terrifying concept images of. Um, but otherwise, a lot of them ended up not in the void, not in the the nothingness they came from, and not in the material plane, but like somewhere in between. Hmm. They had light, time, and heat, which they didn't love because they were watching it before and they weren't happy about it. But experiencing it was like painful for them. But they couldn't do anything about it. Hmm. Uh the concepts that they had though of these things were kind of warped time and everything is still very weird but whatever they have some amount of resources so as they're halfway to their goal already they took what materials that they had from this sort of semi-plane and formed their own realm uh, which is now called the void the realm itself seems to permeate through some of the deep underground and room terror as all interactions with the material plane and the void leave massive chasms or holes down to the abyss. Um, those few, the like, scattered grimoires and madmen that dare speak of the void at all in the actual plane itself speak of an infinite realm of unfettered creation, tortured landscapes of crazed organic machinery, magical weapon looms, and mountainous flesh forges. <laughs> I love this place. None have ever ventured into the void and lived, for mortals would almost certainly be consumed and woven into the endless process of creation. So, the Watchers are now just basically fucking around building an army and waiting for their chance to get into the material realm. Also, 
I wrote here that mortals would almost certainly be consumed. There's one person who we know who can live in the void, and she's kind of a, a bit of a Mary Sue. <laughs> but it's, it's who, who's, who is it? Uh, Kaisar. Oh. So Kaisar is oh. a girl who fell into the void from the Shuriman from a Shuriman village, I believe, and she ended up essentially taking on one of the void creatures as, like, a suit of armor and has become, like, a hunter in those realms. That's kind of sick. Interesting. I mean, hey, let's... Mary Sue, Mary, like... We call the other guy literally died like sixteen times and came back to life, and we didn't call him a Mary. Uh, yeah, Mary Sue. Yeah. That guy literally can't die, and he created that realm of death. So he is know. definitely a Mary Sue. That's very true. He's very. <laughs> he is Legends, a Mary Sue. League of Legends death is a game of Mary Sues. Um, special boy. Okay, it's a long t- timeline. a long history. They're all chosen ones. They're all special boys and girls. Yeah. So that's one of the other things to emphasize about the champions that we're talking about here. Like any champion that gets mentioned that's in the game is like akin to a demigod like all of them are fucking insane even, even the, the guy who... with cards <laughs> no even the guy with cards like he's the only cardomancer in the entire world he can teleport he can whip people with shit and they're all at the peak of their power when you're playing them in game so yes they're not necessarily on the same level in lore but like mm. a lot of them are a lot of them are pretty fucking wild interesting interesting um do we know is there any void creatures as champions yes a number of them is it um the Belveth is that? Belveth is one. There's also uh, Cho'gath and Rek'Sai and uh, I've forgotten Vel'Koz. Um, okay. An interesting note here, uh, all of the names are supposedly in ancient Shuriman, which is because they're all of them have a unique first name and then the last name of their area, apart from a couple of them. It's kind of weird, but it's in ancient Shuriman, which is an area we'll go over later that's kind of scaled. scaled sure. Shaped sure. after ancient Egypt. Interesting, interesting. interesting. Uh, in uh, places I, I, that, ooh, yeah, I do like how they're like kind of like Lovecraftian eth creatures. Very mm. Lovecraftian. Mm. Yeah. Also While like... there's con, okay. No, 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 you can say. While there's conflict on the continent, like basically anyone will put their differences aside to fight the void. It's very much humanity against like the aliens. <laughs> yeah, it does mm-hmm. seem that they do look like like another like alien, but like dimensional aliens, you know. Yeah, the their realm. bodies are things like eyes attached to masses of tentacles, giant, massive, moored creatures that get enormous, you know, all this sort of stuff. Not like they are, dis- not like um, physically described, but they're, 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 they're like, they remind because they're called the Watchers, they remind me of like the Watchers from the Bible, you know? You know, the Watchers that like the, like the, the punished angels who were sent to, sent to watch he- humanity. Hey man, like, you went through Catholic boys school, not me. You know, sorry. That's not fucking it's sick, man. What? It's basically interesting. They're like they're like the, the angels who sent out of heaven to experience the creation. They hated it. They're like, no, I don't yeah. like this. I'd yeah, rather be in heaven. Of, that kind of checks. Yeah. Um, in Damn. places, when, in so the, when's our, so when's our Bible lore? So yeah, we need to do one. We keep mentioning it. In places where the magical barriers between Runeterra and the Void have worn thin, though, the air feels changed and like wild shit just always happens. Uh, rivers run with white, like weird colors. Flowers become like massive. Living beings have like psychedelic visions and like magical power surges. Um, for a time. Some of these places are, are wonderful and brimming with miracles, but uh, very soon after it wears a little bit more thin, the landscape just twists into just terrifying shit. Um, and if the void is able to consume enough biomass to survive, it can grow and evolve in that area. So there's little pockets of void that like, hmm. it's, like an, it's like an infection. It's super weird. It's great. Okay, it's just nice, Terraria. Nice. Sure. You played Terraria? No. 
There's played a, like two minutes of it. I didn't even get past the first one. The there's Apple a biome thing. called like the Corruption, I believe, um, and oh. it literally, literally just spreads into other and destroys other um, biomes. Yeah, it's very, nice. it's very fun. To finish this up, I'm going to go over one thing. Uh, there aren't that many interesting backstories of void creatures. Sadly, mm. a lot of them are just mm. like it's an alien who's coming to come and do some shit, either eat things <laughs> or to come look at you. One of the guys is literally <laughs> just dissecting people. Or to what? come. Uh, one. Fun. One creature, though, that is interesting is uh, Belveth, as Jude mentioned earlier. Um, she emerged from a rift in Shirima um, before she then consumed an entire town, which is where she got her name from, which was, uh, I think it was Bel <sighs> Belzorn or something like that. It, it, it was an old, old town, um, but consumed a, a town and all the people living in it. It became hmm. a massive hive mind with the void creature at the center, a void empress, uh, taking on a, a sort of facsimile of a human woman. Um, she has like a head and like hair quote unquote but if you mm. look closer you can see like the eyes on her shoulders and her like torso is just a mouth um, and in game when you play as her mm. you can activate an ultimate she just turns into her original form which is just like a yellow bat creature that just eats things uh, very, yeah, very, spooky, right. very, cool. very spooky very spooky. Kind of cool very very um, spooky but yeah, the, the voids in multiple parts of the world, most obvious being the Shereman Empire, which we'll go over in a bit, um, and the Freljord when they were called through by the sisters. Um, there's also an Akathian. So Akathia is a small town that was rebelling against Shereman. We'll go over it later. Um, which is right near Ixtal, which is one of the other regions we'll go over. So there's lots of little spots around the world where mm. Uh, mm. there are there are rifts. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the void. Nice. Next, Bandle City, Ionia, Ixtal, Shadow Freljord. Island, Freljord. Let's go. Really what? Yeah. Freljord. Jude seems to want this one. Yeah. If it's the one I think it is. It is the... Yeah, it is, I know it's the one you're thinking of. Um, Freljord is a harsh and unforgiving land. Proud and fiercely independent, its people are born warriors with strong raiding culture. While there are many individual... Sorry, proud... Yeah, fair enough. Um, strong raiding culture. While there are many individual tribes within the Freljord, the battle lines are being drawn in a three-way civil war that will determine the future of them all. One, I need to scroll up on Zoom. One tribe unflinchingly honors the traditions that have ensured its survival. Another follows the dream of a united future, as foretold by a young idealist. While the third worships the power of an enigmatic sorceress. Yeah. The Freljord. Mm. Basically, icy Viking vibes, if yeah. you think of it that way. Yeah. The, the Freljord's gone through a few different eras, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. It take it, So, okay. Void, underneath, separate realm. I have to tell people where the location of these things are. Um, the Freljord is the northern part of the northern part of the continent. So, very top sort of area, and lots of ice and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an interesting era to quickly cover, though, is the early era of the Freljord, as it's one of the only places that has a more ancient sort of history. Um, the Freljord at one point was a place with wild magic flowing freely. Uh, any Here, many demigods actually made their home, such as Orn, the demigod of the forge. Um, he didn't see himself as a demigod or someone to lead people, but uh, people would bring their work to him to be judged, and he would either give them a curt nod or a frown. Uh, using this, uh, his followers honed their craft to create some of the best forged weapons in the world. 
Yeah, pretty much. Just like a little, little, little tiny, little tiny thing. He did the Caesar, Caesar thumb up or thumb down. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside him was also Volibear, the god of destruction, strength, and the storm, who uh, was re- reveled in hard-fought battles. Um, the followers of these two gods, I like this, um, as well as the two themselves, never actually had any rivalry. Far from it, because the followers of Orn would don the followers of Volibear for their battles. They'd give them armor and weapons. Hmm. I really like that because way too often in like fantasy lore it's like i'm on this god's side and you're on that god's side and so we can't get along even though like they do the same thing let alone two gods like working together volibear wears orn's armor like that's cool as they're just bros they're chilling yeah they are just absolute bro lads i do love that when like a, a god just has like a very niche uh, field, they don't they don't have to take up everything. They're like, I am the god of making cool shit. I am the god of like to war. I'll make cool shit for your war if you war when I need to be war for me. You know what I mean? Like I love that. It's kind of just mm-hmm. it's like a symbiotic relationship. You know, yeah. it's like the Greek Orn, gods are clear. Orn isn't super into war. Like he's not into like needless violence. But obviously, as mm. someone who makes weapons and armor, like he gets it. Um. Anyway, in a later age, it. slightly later age. It. The three yeah, sisters, Lysandra, Serelda, Cel- C- S-E-R-Y-L-D-A, I don't know, and Avarosa, rose in power as mages, threatening the existence of these demigods. Volibear wanted to use his most savage followers, called the Ursine, to combat the sisters, and asked Orn to arm them. Uh, Orn refused, as he had never been one for battle, and the Ursine was just, like, a step too far, like, too savage. They were just, like, straight-up brutalizers, murder, kill, rape, all the rest. Ooh. Not good, mm. not good. Uh, Volibear discarded his armor and swore to only ever fight with tooth and claw, and after they, Orn and Volibear then fought, Orn's hearth stood no more. His followers were dead, and buried in guilt, he then proceeded to just retreat and focus on his craft for, like, a couple hundred thousand years. <laughs> oh, I'm sad Volibear now. Volibear just kind of went... Sad. Volibear went crazy. Yeah, Volibear kind of went mild. But mm, mm. then Volibear wielding these new primal powers that he had after he discarded the armor. For some reason, him discarding the armor gave him like new powers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> took on the sisters and struck one mm. of them down. Uh, he was too late to stop what they had put in motion, though, um, as they had a, a bigger plan. We're going back to the void thing, baby. Each of the sisters paid a price, one losing her voice, one being forced to see what twisting darkness lay beneath the world, the void, um, and lost her hearing. I don't know why she lost her hearing, but go on. Um, and last, the one that was confronted directly by Volibear lost her, his, her sight to his claws. Oh. Um, sisters <laughs> escaped the battle with their lives, like just got out. Is that a speak no evil, hear no evil, see no evil? Three sisters. I see. <laughs> Uh, Lysandra, who lost her sight, uh, struck a deal with the Watchers, who were the ones who we mentioned before. Um, the sisters, in exchange for this deal, gained near immortality and just had to prepare Rune Terror for the coming Void uh, incursion. Oh, are those the three sisters who made the portal? Ah! Correct. Correct. Uh, her sisters were fucking fuming at this because they hadn't agreed to this. Uh, and after Lysandra begged the Watchers for some more times, they just responded by starting the invasion. Um, seeing the amassed army and her sisters, Lysandra knew that this was all useless and sealed everyone present behind a layer of unmeltable ice known as true ice. Um, this unfortunately only put the watchers in hibernation though, as they are slowly contaminating the area surrounding them. 
the ice is being corrupted by the void and also probably the, the void portal that they presumably come through anyway you want to learn about true ice it's called stone no it's actually way better than that it can like freeze stuff around it and like like it has like frost effects it's really cool it's like frost magic oh i see okay so you can oh. use it on weapons and bows and stuff like that and it like oh. makes it crazy but only specific people can wield it uh the followers oh, of, of the yeah, sisters followers... ash, ash has that vocal correct line. correct correct the yeah, followers yeah. of these sisters were called the iceborne and their lineage has some of the greatest heroes of the freljord uh many of weapons of legendary repute were also crafted from this true ice such as ash's bow which jude mentions uh which came uh, belongs to the currently to the leader of the avarosan tribe ash uh, as well as Sejuani's flail belonging to the leader of the Winter's Claw, another faction, uh, Sejuani. I put their names there. I don't know what the actual weapons are called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, most of the champions who emerge from here are just like angry warriors, terrifying <laughs> warriors. Um, oh, apart yeah. from apart from one, my, my, my special boy, Nunu and Willump, which is a, a Yeti oh. boy team who just run around throwing snowballs at people. Um, I will note, the boy's very magical. The, the Yeti that he rides used to be an ancient guardian of, like, a, a ice amulet. Um, but when he faced down the boy, he didn't see, like, murder or anything. He just saw, like, snowball fight and just vibed out and became, like, a fun, fuzzy snowball. They do go <laughs> around fucking murdering people in the game. Um, but there's also something very funny about the death animation, which is that they both just kind of lie down and you can see them, like, looking at each other. They're, like, playing dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of cute. Um, yeah, that's that's the Freljord. That's the Freljord. They're frosty boys. I did mm. look up pictures of Volibear. I think this is literally some of the coolest fucking art of all time. Volibear, Volibear. is sick. He's a big mm. fucking polar bear. Well, he's thick, but he's also a big fucking polar bear. You can't say he's thick got, like that anymore. He's got sick armor, man. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's a cool so guy. Sick. He's got, uh, yeah. And another thing with Orn's magic that I really like is like uh, one of the parts of the craft is like he often has like runes that he'll inscribe into armor and stuff. Um, mm. And in game, once you get to a high enough level, you can uh, enhance your allies' like magical items by being near them and like wanging on a forge a few times, which is implied to be Volibear like improving their, but uh, Volibear Orn improving their weapons and stuff, which I just that's yeah, cute. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, it's cool. good. It's good. Yeah, so that's the Freljord. Was there, did, you, did you have any other questions? Anything else? Because I've been reading wiki pages, but I only put so much in here. Uh, no, no, no. Ash got mentioned. Um, Happy that, with that. Cool. <laughs> yep. Who oh, was, um, Trindamir. Trindamir fits into this. Trindamir is also from here. So Trindamir uh, was a raging warrior who had like an untemperable temper. I don't know why I said that. Um, but like just unending rage, super furious. Yeah. Um, he tried to kill someone, I don't remember who, but mm. one of the other heroes of the Freljord called Braum uh, defended against his attacks, and essentially Braum wields a, a door from the Broken Forge. Uh, wait, hang on, what did I say? I just said Braum wields a door from the forge that Orn made, so it's made out of like, oh. magical steel. Ah, um, and essentially he just let Trindamir wang against it until he stopped being angry <laughs> and oh. then they became bros and now Trindamir is marrying is married to Ash um, so yeah they're, they're all chill oh are they what the fuck they are yeah they're, they're, they're leaders of the tribe well Ash is the leader of the tribe but Trindamir is married to her oh they're in a relationship at least I'm certain of that oh shit sure. um, question who's the Go. young idealist the young idealist is oh, I think that's uh, Ash. So Ash is the leader of one of the tribes. She uh, leads the 
her particular tribe in sort of like a reuniting sort of way wants to bring the three mm. tribes together because each of them mm. kind of follow one of the sisters way of life as far as i'm aware um the tradition uh, the traditionalists are sejuani so i mentioned her briefly she's yep. just yep. another one of the leaders in the area um she rides a big boar it's kind of cool um but they're like traditionalists they're like we're gonna stay this way this is how we've lived this long in this fucking shit wasteland um mm. ash is like no we've got to come back together and the third follows lissandra but lissandra mm. also doesn't want to talk to them because she only ever comes out to like renew her powers by touching the true ice i'm pretty sure so <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> random okay i'll see you stay in your little tower yeah pretty much <laughs> um yeah it, yeah that's the three tribes that's the current state of them i didn't super go into it because i opened up the Wikipedia page on it and it was just like one of those things that you see in like real civil wars where it's just like they did this and then they did this and then relations went bad and then they went to this side and then they went to this side it's like eh i can't be bothered fair enough fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um all right next bandle city ionia Ixtal, mm. shadow islands shurima 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 beautiful shurima's a good region made a good choice Ooh. All right, let's grab Sharima. Just the Put last it in one. the quote box. Go, Matt. Vibe? Sh uh, Egyptian, uh, like, ruler, pharaoh type thing. Okay. Oh, actually, no. Desert, desert traveler, because this is spoken in the past tense. Okay. Oh, desert traveler. Oh, I can do that. Um... <laughs> I could just see Matt being like, "Fuck, how do I do an Egyptian pharaoh?" Yeah, I was like, like "Really <laughs> racist." I couldn't. That I was like, I just, I was like, I'm giving up. No, I can't. Just, just not going to be racist. Just can't do that. Um, I can do, I can do a desert traveler though. Um, the Empire of Serene was Shereen. once. Sorry, I literally just I did it's not right. read. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Where have we got Serene from? Um, you know, the empire of Sharima was once a thriving civilization that spanned a vast deserts after an era of growth. Dude's fucking laughing and it's killing me. <laughs> era of growth and prosperity. The fall of its gleaming capital left the empire in ruins. Over millennia, travel tales of Sharima's glorious city became myth and religion. Among the descendants of the scattered survivors. So yeah, for for ease of listening, I'll be talking mainly about ancient Sharima. Like main day Sharima doesn't really exist. Maybe it mm. does. Kinda depends on where you're at in the law. Most of the laws written about ancient Sharima. We kind of know what's going on with it currently, but also it seems like there should be a lot more people there than there is in the law. So I don't know, man. I'm just going to talk about ancient Sharima because the most interesting, because cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Ancient Sharima was a massive empire taking up the entire southern part of the continent. Um, how much of that was due to it being a massive fucking desert? I don't know. Probably pretty easy to keep a hold over that when people literally mm. fucking die if they enter it. I think they're called like the Death Plains or something like that. Fuck um, yeah. Not a, not a very hospitable area. Uh, however, uh, in the beginning, there was sand. Uh, the ancient people who lived there however, were given knowledge of a magic called Ascension by the Targonians. We'll talk about Targon in a sec. Wait, Targaryens? What? Tar yeah, Targaryens. Fuck you. <laughs> I always, like, you always do those jokes where you're like, oh, I misheard you, but I'm making a reference to something, and I go to, like, genuinely, like, Correct. say that, and it's always a gamble about whether I actually cut, like catch myself or not, because otherwise I just sound super awkward. I always sound super awkward, though, so whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
so the Targonians, uh, they took the power, they took the knowledge of ascension from the Targonians. We'll talk about Targon in a sec. Sorry, uh, which did you was say the, the Argonians? <laughs> which gave them the power to create demigods, although there was a process to it, a ritual. Uh, they sought a way to build the necessary parts. As such, they created what's called the Sun Disk with the help of Ixtali Mages. So Ixtali is one of the other areas. Uh, a massive floating disk of gold built in an oasis in the middle of the desert. It allowed them to wield raw, divine power and, as a side effect, brought life to the lands, causing the surrounding canyons to flow with life-giving water. For Aeons, it was the centre of Shuriman life. As much as it helped the surrounding lands, it still had its core purpose, which was to create Sunborn, God Warriors, or Ascended. The Sun Priest would decree that a citizen of Shurima, usually by the sounds of it, warriors and leaders, uh, that they had served Shurima selflessly. They would then undergo the Ascension Ritual, being transformed. As many centuries passed, the Ascension Ritual started to become less successful. The Chosen Few were either not surviving the process or becoming deformed. What that means, I'm uncertain of. But the few god warriors we see are already, like, animal-human hybrids. Think uh, Egyptian, like, uh, mythical features, like, um... Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, I don't know what the fuck is... What are the Egyptian gods? Give me a give me an Egyptian god. Seps? Sep? Yeah, that'll work. If it's Sep. got an animal head and it looks like a dude, then that's that's what you're looking for. Oscar Isaacs? Sure, I don't Oscar know if that's right. Oscar Isaacs! <laughs> um, <laughs> it could be Ra... Ra, the sun god. Ra, Ra's yeah, good. Ra's, yep, yep, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. cool. Anyway, animal oh, So what? So what warped means? I'm not entirely certain. Maybe it means they were more animal than human. Whatever. Anyway, hmm. the final event that led to the ancient city of Sharima's collapse was unsurprisingly tied to this mega artifact. The leader of the city, Azia, had been. I'm putting thing. I'm putting air quotes for the listeners in. He's putting little thingy quotes. Putting little thingy. I'm putting massive fucking air quotes around this. Was a wonderful ruler for the empire. Despite the fact that at some point in the intervening years between when they established the civilization and current year in retelling, uh, they started using slavery. Oh. Which is kind of neat. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, one of these slaves was actually a friend of the ruler, as well as the chief magi- ma- magus? M-A-G-U-S. Fuck. I don't know how to fucking pronounce that. Magus? Magus? Magus. Sure, we'll go with Magus. Uh, was chief magus in charge of advising him. He had met them many years before in the library of Narsus, which was one of the ascended, god of knowledge. I think he became the demigod of knowledge or something like that, because he was originally a great war strategist. Hmm. Uh, where the royal ruler uh, essentially was corrected by the young the young slave who has parents... His parents had been researchers, so he'd learned how to read and like had read a lot of historical texts. And he saw the prince like staring at a book, not knowing how to read one of the ancient text sentences. was like, hey... Here's how you do it. Um, noting, this kid didn't have a fucking name at the time because he was a slave. And so the prince looks up and goes, oh, hey, thanks for helping me. By the way, your name's Zerath now. Go crazy. <laughs> just gave him a name. He named the boy. They're like the same wow. age. And he's just like, oh, that was nice. Have a name. Wow. What the, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> imagine you're, I mean, this is a very different scenario, but imagine you're at, you're, you go to like a cafe and you sit down and have a nice time and they're really nice. You make a really good coffee and say, you know what? Thanks. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks, Oscar. You're you're real good. Fuck you're, Oscar. You're, you're no Oscar. longer you are no longer Barista six seven five nine. <laughs> you are now Oscar. This is the future Amazon wants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, imagining Jeff Bezos. You are no longer Amazon employee number two thousand and sixty four. You are now 
Tim, please meet <laughs> get, get bequeathed, idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Despite what the backstory calls... Sorry, apologies. <sighs> Despite what the backstory calls friendship and kindness, the slavery thing continues to remain. Um, despite Azir being friends with a slave. Like, be- like literally besties. Like, brother- like a se- semi-brothers. Mm. Um, in the future, in the when Zerath becomes the leading, the leading guy, uh, Zerath suggests ascension, which was not a common practice at this time because of the, the corruption and the issues that it had been having. So it hadn't been done for a couple of centuries to this point. Um, Zerath suggests, hey, Azir, you should do this. Um, with the ulterior motive being that Zerath realized there was no point at which they said the Sun Priests have to choose you to be the Ascended. Anybody can become Ascended. Hmm. So he goes, all right, I just start the ritual with Azir and then I just fucking swap myself in and then I free all the slaves. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. so um, wait, wait, wait. So the, so, so the slave guy was just, was just biding his time to fucking to screw this guy over. Right. Honestly, based. I was going to say, that's fucking based. Pause. <laughs> Neither of these people are good people, I will say, though, because oh, in wanting Azir to become emperor... Zerath protected him when they were set upon the, the royal family was set upon by assassins all of Azir's brothers died and so Azir was the only one left his parents fucking hated him for this because he was like their least favourite son go royal family I guess um, and then but the problem being for Zerath who wanted Azir to become the leader under the under the assumption that he'd set the slaves all free um, he went oh well I should stop anyone else any other princes from being made he then proceeded to use his knowledge of magic to essentially abort every single child that the queen had un- without her knowledge. <laughs> Going I mean... so far as to the fact that at one point, one of the children was born. He then proceeded to call lightning down upon the building she was in, killing her, the child, and everyone else in the building. Yeah, I don't know why he just didn't kill her earlier. That's much easier. Just kill... Like, if you're going to do it, just, like, kill the queen. I shouldn't say that on the podcast. I'm going to get fucking arrested. Kill the queen. I agree. Kill the queen. swear to God. This is a joke. This is satire. Any royal family... We're under the we're under the queen's rules. We're, we're under, under the, the king's king, rule. We're under the king's rules. We're under the royal rule. Regardless, there is a queen. We can't. There is we a can't queen. Do this. Uh, we're gonna get fucking arrested by the attorney general. And they are in, in illegitimate. I'll stay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I, okay. And when do you when do you the, obviously killing? I mean, abortion. Like that's a, another topic. But like. When do when do you when does that become to end justify the means of like freeing all slaves? You know what I mean? Yeah, it becomes yeah like it's 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 less a question of whether the overall morality is right. Like in the scale, like in a utility, if we're going into things utilitarian wise, like it makes sense. But on a personal level, morally, what does that do mm. to a person? Anyway, oh yeah, mm. Mm. regardless. Aside, but <laughs> Azir became emperor, so Zerath succeeded. Um, nice. However, he then proceeded to not end slavery, which Zerath was kind of mad about yeah kind of makes sense um he continued to expand the borders of the empire and Zerath was like hey what the fuck and Azir basically went off at him like what the fuck how dare you question me I'm royalty uh. like oh my god guys what the fuck neither of these mm. uh, anyway this is, this is um, a real Moses story so anyway we go back to then uh the ascension ritual as Azir stands for the ascension ritual uh, in what's kind of supposed to be like a moral twist to like make you question things, uh, he turns to Zerath and hugs him and says, "You're a free man now. I, I name you as my brother. All slaves of the Empire are free." Um, 
Which is, like, I, I get what the writer was trying to go for as, like, a moral twist of, like, oh, maybe he's not such a bad, maybe he's biting his time, maybe they were more political influence. Like, you didn't free, you didn't free the slaves. L, you failed. <laughs> yeah. I don't, there's no, I'm not redeeming this character. Anyway, Zerath then watches the, the ritual start, goes, damn, he, he did just free me. Actually, fuck that, I've got too many moving parts. Kills him, <laughs> turns him to fucking ash, and Ooh. then stands up to become, to take the ascension ritual. Uh, turning into a very unstable ball of magical power uh, that then has to be essentially wrestled into a tomb by uh, one of the uh, two of the ascended. Hmm. So he becomes a ball of power, essentially. Yeah, just like okay. a, if you look, if you look at Zerath as a character model, you, I'll, I'll explain the next part of his look in a sec. But essentially, he gets bound by two of the ascended, Narsus and Renekton, um, who were brothers who were very good warrior and a very good strategist. Uh, opposite respectively um and they then proceed to lock Zerath in a magical sarcophagus that he immediately fucking breaks out of but leaves him with some chains around his body and some like shrapnel that becomes kind of part of like and not armor but like more of a form hmm. um which explains his current look if you ever see him in game he's basically just a ball of blue energy with like a chains and some shrapnel around him in the shape mm. of kind of a dude but kind of not um, so wait, Azir just kind of got nuked and that's it? Azir got turned to dust. Yep. Oh, shit. We'll get to him in a sec, don't worry about it. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Nazis and Renekton then uh, trap uh, Zerath away. Renekton says to his brother, put me in Put me in the temple, I'm going to keep Zerath down. They get locked <laughs> put me in, in, coach, put me in. <laughs> they get locked in a temple and Zerath is pinned there for, you know, all eternity, big quotes, big quotes, all eternity, big quotes. Not, not actually. Many centuries pass from that point and Zerath remains imprisoned um until he manages to turn Renekton against his brother and also the tomb is unlocked by uh a pair of explorers oh uh one explorer betrays the other uh grabbing the key to Zerath's tomb which is the other one's weapon I don't want to go into these characters backstories it's too much to go into um (laughs) where the one so she releases Zerath from his tomb she then gets bitten by a snake statue turns into a snake woman and fucks off um again i don't <laughs> oh, want yeah, i don't okay. want to go into their backstories guys i don't want to you want to tell it's me about quick, snake woman you want to tell me it's a medusa it's a quick medusa don't worry about it don't worry about it why did the why did the bounty hunter who was leading her to this tomb have a magical god weapon what do you want me to tell you who know. doesn't have a bit of yeah. god weapons hanging around with a bit of snake lady who turns into stone? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. The bounty hunter who was guiding her, who was betrayed by the now snake woman, uh, is actually a long-descended uh, relative of Azir. As she lays in the sand, her blood touches the, the magical sand surrounding her, and Azir, from his many centuries-long slumber, reawakens as a partial... Uh, ascended, sort of like a, oh. like a creature of the sand, just enough magical energy to hold himself together as a body. Right. He okay. finds this lady lying in the sand and goes, uh, you probably, you're probably important, and then drags her to where Sharima once, uh, the sun disc once stood. As I mentioned at the start, it, as a side effect, it had life-flowing waters flowing from the oasis below it. Oh, fantastic. He places his relative named Severe into the waters. Oh and she is healed and as this happens he is redeemed big fucking quotes and goes on to become an ascended he absorbs some power that in 
there's a there's a cinematic they made for this and like the light like bounces through the ruins of Shirima and then fucking beams him and he turns into an ascended how much of that is myth how much of that is real who fucking knows anyway he then becomes an ascended and then uses his new powers to reshape his civilization bring the ruins back with the power of the shifting hmm. sand and is now hmm. uh, a, a commander of warriors made of sand and these ruins and stuff like that so nice that's classic. so like okay uh, so again no one is ever truly fucking gone in this world it's the star wars all star wars love again so yeah. his, the argument for him surviving is that he was pushed out midway through like a demigod ascension ritual the argument being that his soul like absorbed just enough like divine power to just like stick around just, no, just he's, long enough he's definitely got the best excuse not a good excuse it's the best one but it's the best one thus far yeah mm -hmm. uh, but like okay does he have so he had children then no, no kids so someone just of his relative, like maybe a cousin or something like that. Some oh, he must. Oh, well. Also, he did have a bunch of. He might have Bastards? had sisters. Maybe he had kids. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it could be. Blood. Maybe maybe he had like nephews or something. Maybe his brothers died. Something. Yeah. Who knows? But at mm. the same time, when Zerath became ascended, he turned into this magical ball of energy and essentially like bombed the entirety of Shirima of the Sun Disk Ooh. and just kind of raised Ooh. it to the ground. Yeah, Hence yeah. why in modern day. It's a fucking desert. It's a bit it's of a, a desert. Hmm. Um, Come on, Zira. You gotta free the slaves, not bomb the city. It's two di very different things. In <laughs> his mild defense, he apparently went like totally fucking batshit when he absorbed that much magical energy. That's kind of one of the arguments. Hmm. But yeah. All I'm saying is he obviously just wasn't prepared and needs to exactly. needs to prep more. He should have let um Azir do it. Yeah. Prep prep harder. That's what I hmm. think. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that he could have convinced Azir as, like, the brother of the king and, like, one of the most powerful mages who ever existed to get him an essential ri ascension ritual. Yeah, for sure, sure, for sure. Anyway. He couldn't even convince him to free the slaves, so maybe not. <laughs> so, with the with Zerath, that's the end of the ancient mm. era, essentially, for the thing. We do still have Ascended running around, um, who, through an earlier battle with an area on southern Shirima, had confronted mm. the Void... In the meantime, between ancient Shirima and modern-day Shirima, at some point in between, the Void essentially started to cause a couple of them to go kind of bonkers, go kind of batshit, hmm. um, which led to the creation of the Darken, which are uh, ascended warriors in forms of, like, pure evil, like, pure hatred, trying to kill each other, trying to kill everything in between. This created what was called the Darken Wars, Again, this is a big event. I can't really go into it too much, but they were basically just all murdering each other. Uh, in the end, though, there was some divine intervention that taught the mages of the world how to imprison darkens in the weapons they wielded, um, which meant that they could be kind of kept down and pushed away, which created in League of Legends what's called the darken weapons, which are basically super demon blades that if you take a hold of them, they possess you and use your body as a, as a vehicle for this ancient ascended god gone mad by the power of the void fun yeah i think Quite, there's hang on can i okay so you talked about like this divine power right yes and there's divine dimension so there are gods yes what are they? To, hey Who if you want to go to, if you want to go to targon next you just tell me uh, I mean, if we're done with Shirima, I want to hear about I've the gods. I've got one more bit for modern Shirima. Okay. Modern Shirima also, it's is... my pick next, Matt, so like... <laughs> I want to hear about the gods. I, uh, where Shame. are they? Shame. 
Modern Shirima is entirely the domain of just a few explorers and archaeologists, as well as a smu- a fall- a sm- Give me a sec. As well as a small few desert towns. The region is scarred by the various plagues they've had upon them, from the Void to the Ascended. Um, it, it's, it's a wasteland by most modern standards, apart from small little pockets of ancient magical power. Um, it also houses the caves where the Bracken are found, which is the crystal creatures, which I go more into on the previous episode. Hmm. So listen, oh, yeah. listen that to was that. horrible. I hated it. Yeah, you should listen to it if you want to hear something you hate. It's horrifying. Um, that's most of Shreema. Any questions? Yes. Go. Kale and the other her Kale sister. Kale and Morgana, yes. Are they ascendants? Yes. So the power of creating ascendants in the way that the Shreemans do is stolen from one of the original gods of creation, which was taken on the the edge of Mount... from the peak of Mount Targon. It's kind of hard to explain without you knowing about Targon. I'm happy to go back over it when we get to that point. Great. No, no, no. Uh, no but they are, they are essentially the same creatures. Um, the, sh- the people from Targon who are ascended are much more... Uh, like vassals of gods whereas the creatures who are created through the shariman method are much more just like stealing divine power yeah, fair enough no interesting, interesting. now it's uh, up to jude to make the right decision and pick all right we've place. got bandal city ionia ixtal uh targon i'm gonna go bandal city hell you yeah bandal city <laughs> hey it's your choice next don't worry bandal city, bandal, city, bandal city bangs bandal city is the best yeah Bandle City is another realm detached from Runeterra, but it's still very much part of the mm. world, um, as the champions known as Yordles find their home here. Um, hey. it's, a, it's a small yes. pocket of the spirit realm, which is described as follows. I'm taking this one. Fuck you guys. In <laughs> Bandle City, it is said that every sensation is heightened for non-Yordles. Colors are brighter. Food and drink intoxicates the senses for years, and once tasted will never be forgotten. The sunlight is eternally golden, the water's crystal clear, and every harvest brings a fruitful bounty. Perhaps some of these claims are true, or maybe none, for no two tale-tellers ever seem to agree on what they actually saw. We don't know a lot about the Yordles, because they're a real mysterious little little gang of guys. Mm. Mm. Sounds fucking (laughs) whack. Yeah. Um, the way to get to Bandal City is through a series of gateways which each have their own unique way of getting through. Um, certain portals can only be opened with a series of specific gestures which are often defined by like some symbols scribed nearby. Some are open to the uh, to like a deep cavern in the ocean which only reveals itself when low tide is around. Um, sometimes you have to wait for days for the eastern star to align with a stone archway or to find a silver blossom in between the marsh lilies. There's lots, there's lots of gateways and they've all got fucked up ways of getting through them. Mm-hmm. Some of these portals move around, some are fixed. Um, the realm itself, as described, is like very weird. Um, to go back to the Yordles for a second, they are essentially spirits who come into the form of like two foot tall little creatures, usually singly obsessed with something. Like a lot of them that we see are like very uh, single-minded. Not that that's a consistent thing that we like know about all bandles. It's just the ones that we see are all that way. Make of that what you will. Have a stereotype. Be 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 yordle racist. Most of the people in the game are for some reason. Are they? Yes. Oh shit. Well, they have a lot of like omens about yordles and stuff like that. Mm. Like you know, it's mm. bad luck to talk to a yordle. It's bad luck to do this. You know, oh, um, if you if you load into. Uh, 
a game mode called ARAM, which is all random or middle, which is fought on the bridge where the true ice uh, imprisoned the watchers. There's game modes in the game, don't worry about it. Basically, there's a guy who's a shopkeeper who sells you items on one of the teams, and if you spawn in as a yordle, he goes, Ah, a yordle? Ah! <laughs> Damn. Damn. There you fucking go. I had no idea. League of Legends. I play way too much ARAM, baby. It's a nice little bit of lore to sprinkle in the game. You know? There's yeah. so much fucking lore from that one guy. He, if you stop sometimes, he'll just be like, Avarosa imprisoned us here to defend. If you ever hold, call, if you ever hear the horn, you must come at once. It means the watchers have returned. You know. He's a ghost. He's a ghost who's imprisoned on the bridge by Avarosa. Question mark. Must mean he's one of the original Iceborne. He's there to watch the bridge. To watch the watch, so he watches the watches. He watches this the watches. Yeah, he watches the watches. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I like, I this like how my random NPCs. Once you just stand there and look at them for enough time, they're like, "Well, here's my backstory." <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim moment. <laughs> yeah, he's good. No, I like him. He's fun. Um, so <laughs> yeah, to be the, an adventurer the, like you. Then I took back an to Yordles, to though. They're <laughs> yeah, like short little guys, spirits. They come into this world. Um, there's some amount of like glamour that they supposedly have but whether that's consistent or not because in the most recent arcane things they're not shown to have glamours but is that us seeing them as like an observer or is that the people in the world seeing them they've said that they want arcane law and league of legends law to be one and the same it's contentious so. mm, mm, I, like the, I like the idea they can or if they want to like shine they, they hide they can from what yeah, we heard yeah. last time so, and then like if they, if they feel confident enough they can come out of their like shimmer you know yeah yeah, um, I guess Heimerding is just too Chad to... So ride. Chad. The only other thing as well that's interesting is that there's also a supposed point... I, I went over this in the last episode, but I'll say it again here for the posterity. Um, the, there's a question about whether the, the Yordles actually die. Like, whether they... Because they're kind of timeless when they're in Bandle City. Bandle City is a magical realm kind of outside of our world. Um, and they kind of age, kind of don't, but they've been around for hundreds of years, mm. but, like, some of them are old. So is that, like, a choice? Hmm. Again, hmm. the 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 Bandle City and the people who inhabit it are fucking mysteries, man. Interesting. Um, the entire place might originate from another place in the spirit realm, which is where it is, uh, called the Glade, which has even weirder magic. Again, there's one character who Fuck goes yeah. there and she basically absorbs the power to just like manipulate reality, and then she uses it to turn people into like squirrels. Whoa. What the fuck is that? Lulu. Oh, is that Poppy? It's Lulu. Oh, Lulu. Yeah. Sorry, Poppy's Big Hammer Poppy Girl. Poppy Big yeah. Hammer Girl. Okay, how many mm, characters mm. are there again in the game? In the game? Hundreds. Uh, I was going to say this. I was thinking about for my next uh, League of Legends episode, I might go and do the backstory of every single character. There's 164 of them currently. Uh, I'm thinking like five minutes each. It should be like a, maybe a five-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> you get one sentence in each, and then we get to react, and that's it. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about so fun, doing actually. a tour... I was thinking about doing a torture Patreon episode where I make you guys listen to the backstory of every single character. <laughs> I, I like the idea. Oh, I like gosh. one sentence and we can't ask any questions. You can't answer. We just go to the next one. What, what fucking kind of podcast is that where you can't ask any questions? <laughs> it's just a guy. It's just episode. me monologuing a bunch of characters yeah. and you guys going, ah! Yeah, exactly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so the Bandle City is kind of weird. The other, yeah. another fun tidbit about Bandle City: uh, while Bandle City has no official form of governance, they do have a mayor. No one recalls Bandle City ever appointing a mayor. He was simply there one day, a plump yordle with a funny hat who <laughs> decreed this and pontificated that. Anyone who questioned his legitimacy soon forgot their concerns as they shook hands, as he shook hands and twirled his magnificent, stately mustache. 
That's amazing. He just brainwashed them. I he's just—he's just a he's just a guy. That's my favorite. Who is, is this a character? No, it's just a oh, someone just wrote that. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite uh, character. This is very much like the Feywilds. It's very Fey Fey. It's mm. very Feywilds. If you know D and D fantasy or lots of like fairy esque mythology, like it's a lot of that sort of realm. It's 100%. very yeah, it's very mm. Fey. The world of the Fey. Lots of like fantasy in League of Legends finds its roots in other fantasy or myth which i i really like that it's like a melding pot it does have some weird kind of borders where they're like this is a god but also this is a god but also this is a demigod but this person has divine power but isn't a god they're just an ascended so it's 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 a melting Mm, pot as mm. said game originally developed in 2009 so it's been how many years 14 years so there's been a there's been developments i mean there has been changes there could be a lot of different gods that kind of exist on different planes and different levels you know yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Bandle City, again, doesn't have that much information about it. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that on the wiki page in the trivia section, um, Bandle is cited on the wiki page as being an, an- anglicised version of the Irish word banlam. I uh, no, yeah, Bandle, so banlam, um, hmm. which is a measure meaning two feet. That implies the name of the city is Two Foot Town. Yeah! Which- that's fucking great. That's, that's if that's good. true, that's great. God God mm. bless you, writer mm. who made up that. Are the yodels about that two feet tall? Yeah, they yeah, are. They yeah. are. They're real short. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, that's Bandle City. Uh, it's short right. town, baby. Destination, short you. Listen to this podcast. Um, You're short. As as well, the reason we know about it primarily on the material plane is because lots of Bandles, uh, lots of Bandles, lots of yodels find their way integrating into normal society mm. through different areas, um, nice. becoming mages, becoming fighters, becoming whatever the fuck else. Um, so mm. that's 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 why we know about Bandle City. A little mythical, yeah, little nice, mythical nice. realm. Kind of, uh, kind of Jude, I think it's your turn, so let's go. Yeah, um, let's go Ionia real quick. Yeah, sick. Speed run. Uh, I hate this. The illusion of choice. <laughs> whenever you whenever you have to pick something, make sure you pick your partner as well. If it's an assignment, if it's co-workers, pick, pick, pick the people well, because you'll be stuck if with it's a podcast you want to make into your job, pick real careful. You'll be cursed. <laughs> no, I will. I will tell you if you'd like to... Listen, Matt, about Targon. If that's what you nah, like. fuck it. We're gonna leave Targon. Uh, we and actually, the we actually just from the th- we actually just passed the one hour forty minute mark. Sorry, guys, we gotta call it there. That's <laughs> it. No, I, I've got three left. I probably I know it was gonna be long. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll get under two hours. Um, no, no, let's go Ionia. Let's fucking we're gonna do leave it, Targon. It, it. And the question you set up at the very start when you mentioned Kale and Morgana yes, till exactly. the last fucking zone. It's to keep people around, baby. That's all it's here for. <laughs> also, exactly. Oh my god fucking forehead you ever pause and look at yourself in a camera and just go god fucking you look damn. beautiful guy give me a quote i know i, I do I think... but like specifically i have like a massive forehead so you have but a, if people yes. want to see it they're gonna have to pay for our picture <laughs> you have okay if you're imagining guy imagine the biggest forehead is existence it's which makes it funnier because his dad's bald as well Very i have to fits. wear i have to wear xl helmets it's really embarrassing we went go-karting last time on our fa- on our friend's holiday and i had to get an xl fucking helmet <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. Um, let's go with who wants I like to... how you nearly called our trip to Phillip Island a fucking family holiday. <laughs> family holiday. I said friends. I said friends holiday. It's family holiday. <laughs> you started saying family. I swear. It's a family holiday. It's a family holiday. We're family. Uh-huh. We've been friends long enough. Um, oh, is that the it? first? Yeah. So that's the quote. Who are you taking this one, Matt? Because you didn't get this one willingly. Yes. Uh, mystical sage. I'm going old man. Then. Sure, go for it. The first lands. It is unspoiled, beauty, 
and natural magic. Its inhabitants long in scattered settlements across the massive archipelago are a spiritual people who seek to live in harmony and balance with the world. There are many orders and sects across Ionia, each following their own, often conflicting, paths and ideals. Be sure to follow at Living by the Laws. So Ionia... Too complete, a, that game. There's an interesting thing with Ionia where it's a very... It's called the First mm. Lands. Mm. So it's, uh, it's often, I think, believed I to be a uh, sort of original place of life on this planet. You know, on, on Runeterra. It's where the, the humans sprung from. Mm. Um, it rests... Okay, hold on. Which one did we just do? We just did... We just did Shirema. Shirema's the south. Ionia is to the east. ocean on the east side. It's like Bilgewater, but I think it's more north and it's more of a con- like single island, whereas the Bilgewater is much more like scattered little nice. yeah, spots. I'm looking at a map. It's its own little island off the coast of Noxus. Noxus. Hey, baby, I'm doing this by fucking memory, so... <laughs> nice. I've memorized the map from League of Legends. I don't know if my life can get much lower than that. <laughs> joking. Um... So, a couple of people reside here. There's humans that reside here who usually will be um, spiritualists or, like, followers of a, uh, a, 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 like, a sort of monk order. You know, they're very much natural harmony-seeking people. I didn't write mm. this bit because I assumed that there was only one type of people here who I'll get to in a second. Um, between, you know, lots of meditation, there's some who uh, find battle through that. Others, healing powers and magic and respect of nature. They often study nature. There's a space we'll get to a little bit later, um, which has... Uh, like some interesting parts to it um, that they study. Uh, um, yeah, so humans exist here, but they're very much naturalists, studiers of certain crafts and things like that. Um, like the druids. other people who live here are the Vestaya, who are furries. What? <laughs> Vestaians yep. in the original racial origins are uh, were shapeshifters. People connected with the land so much that they could form between beast and man, you know, sort of this shifty thing. And the, that has filtered down through the ages to make furries. They are humanoid creatures with uh, feathers or fur or just straight up being fish people at one point. That's another one. Um, so there's lots of interesting Vestine characters, but they are furries. They're furries. They have ears. They have little cat ears and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm for shapeshifters. Uh, fairies, they're cute. They're cute. Oh, I've got nothing against fairies. I'm just saying, it's Fairy Island. Go crazy. I saw this great reel yesterday where there was a dude like walks into his bedroom and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, who left a teddy bear in my room?" And then it like stood up and it was someone just in like a fairy costume and he freaked the fuck out. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> just the scream was ugh. Anyway, very good. I um. Like- I like the, uh, the 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 land of druids and monks and finding peace with yourself and finding yeah. peace that you're a fairy down at heart. You know what I mean? Down at exactly. heart. I yeah. I have always wanted to do a D and D campaign set <laughs> oh. in this world. It ba- like it bangs. It fucking bangs. Mm. Anyway, I was so sure you were going to say I've always wanted to be a fairy. I've like, always wanted yeah, to be. Man. I mean, I would love to be a fairy. They seem like they're having a lot of fun. It's a very um, expensive hobby to get into, honestly. If you, you buy the, big if suit. you get a custom fursuit, you don't have to get a fursuit. Just have a fursona, dude. Chill out. That's fair. Anyway, um, in times long past, there was a sacred grove at the center of Ionia called... I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation of this. Omikayalan. 
Ah, yes. The heart of the world. Here stood the God Willow, a massive tree of immense importance to the original Vestayan people. Um, however, it was destroyed by a traveling warband. Uh, the, fi- the tree didn't lose the fight entirely. Uh, the one who <laughs> chopped it down was once a man known as Ivan the Cruel. Uh, and when he chopped it down, the tree took his soul with the tree <laughs> and turned him into a tree man. Who's now, oh, known, oh, as, shit. Uh, who's now known as Ivan Bramblefoot. If you nice. lose a fight to a tree, you deserve it. And he is mm. in the game a jungler. So junglers uh, is in the game. There's three lanes: top, bottom, bo- top, bottom, mid. Um, in between the areas, there's like little jungle areas where there's lots of little monsters. Usually, you'll get one player going top, one player going mid, two players going bot, and one player fiddling around in the bits between. The people who fiddle around in the bits between are called junglers. They attack little little creatures rather than players to get their money, and that's how they level up and stuff. Ivan's a jungler who doesn't kill any of them. He just kind of places a blessing on their grove and then can come back later to come and get the XP and money he would have gotten from killing them. <laughs> He's great. It's great. It's a delightful character. He does beat the shit out of, like, the enemies, um, which I think is very funny. It's like, pacifist Ivan, but only for the plants. Only for the plants and animals. <laughs> if you're a human, you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He In more cute. recent years... He's cool, he's cool. In more recent years, uh, the land of Ionia became a target for Noxus after they were defeated by Demacia. Um, the tribe-like and sort of simple life that most of the Ionians led meant that Noxus fucking cleared house um, in this conquest. Uh, they were weakened from losing to Demacia. They needed a, they needed a pick-me-up, you know, a little, little mm, tasty. Mm, mm. And they heard that there was some sort of original nature magic and stuff that they could take artifacts and things like that. And for a time, that worked quite well. Uh, right up until uh, a 14 year old cut off the head of a number of the leading generals using ancient dance magic (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) that's actually what happens if you get too good at dance dance revolution Mm-hmm. True story. Uh, mm-hmm. The character, the, the the woman, the lady, the whoever, Aurelia, is a human spiritualist who was taught uh. the ancient magics of silk dances from uh, of her sort of cu- culture uh, without really knowing what they were for. After her family was murdered by a roaming warband, she found herself standing before a number of warriors with metal scattered on the ground from broken shields and blades. She felt the beat within her and begun to dance, and with a flick of her wrist she threw shards of metal at the enemy, quote, cutting clean through two of the Noxians. After this battle, she helped defend the Placidium, a central place of wisdom and teaching in Ionia's main city, Navori. Um, uh, as she held the head of one of the invading generals aloft, uh, save it to say uh, that was kind of a turning point for the Noxian invasion <laughs> to have a 14-year-old show off one of the heads of your generals that she had killed. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah, that's a good Noxus. Listen, Noxus, <laughs> Noxus, uh, get knocked down. <laughs> that's Noxus it. Noxus down. It knocks us down. It does knocks us. <laughs> it do get. Uh, God damn. <sighs> yeah. She do um, f- however, hmm? she do flick of the wrist and the she heads do flick of the wrist. Heads do roll. Mm. Mm. Heads do roll. Don't don't. Get too hopeful, though. Ionia doesn't make it out of this well. Um, Noxus took from Zorn uh, some certain things, which were chemical bombs, which they used upon the land and their people. Uh, Quote, 
Even now, years after the end of the war, nothing can grow in this land, and the souls of those who died on that horrible night lay trapped by the corrupted magics of their own land. <laughs> Sorry, Great. No, mine just... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... You, you know the Nam flashbacks, dog? Yeah, that's me right now. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're, I thought you were killed a couple guys, so we're going to fucking commit war crimes against you and your land. And we're the invading people, fucking but fuck war. you guys. <laughs> oh, man. You come, to, you come to me on the day of my generals dies and you ask of me this, so I bomb the fuck out of you. <laughs> that's like that's yeah. like if someone that's like if you someone stepped on your toe, so you responded by shooting them in the face. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much. And that it's person, and that person had it's already like, no, no, like, no. Pause. It's it's like you stepping on someone else's toe. Someone going, "Hey, what the fuck?" And then you and then shooting them in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm, actually exactly mm. what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just mean. Noxus is Noxus has got issues. I see like, a counselor, man. I liked when they were big gym boys and not war crimers. They they were kind of always war crimers. Yeah. To be fair, they were cutting off their own generals' heads in the <laughs> middle of battle. So yeah, that's can't say that, that you can't say they're exactly clean handed in all this. I could believe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, a note from the wiki: We don't have any events currently, but in present time, Noxus is actually planning to invade Ionia again. Um, with the man who strangled the original king of Demacia leading the charge. The one who charged in and died um, and then oh, yeah. got locked under the statue that I mentioned. He's back, yeah. baby, for the next invasion Science, of Ionia. Put back. him back Science. in. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to get him across the water from Noxus to Ionia because I just assume any ship he arrives on, he's just going to destroy it by the time he gets there. Just ship, ship the entire I mean, just statue. Need to, like... Yeah. <laughs> Dig up the ground around him and send him in. Exactly. <laughs> It was so nice we invaded it twice, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, oh another power of the land, just quickly before I finish up with Ionia, I should mention... Oh, two final things. Uh, is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of kung fu-ass shit in this, in this area. Mm. Um, so, Master Yi is a champion in League who comes from the village of Wuju... Uh, the place where the art of Wuju originates. Uh, the principle of obtaining Would you absolute repeat that, please? Would I was you? about to fucking... Like, I, I oh. fall for it every time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. The principle of Wuju is to obtain absolute spiritual awareness of oneself and one's enemy. Practitioners of this art are extremely skilled fighters, can use meditation to heal their wounds, and are just, like, omega precise and fast and powerful with swords and blades. Um, the other practitioner of this art after unfortunately the village of wuju did get chemical bombed um so <laughs> master Ye survived the only other oh. one who survived is his new uh uh student uh who goes by wukong um which is interesting because master Ye is only called master Ye because oh no that's not true because he's a master of wuju um but wukong changed his name once he started practicing wuju um implying his original name was just kong um should be mentioned he's a stian and he's a monkey so that's fucking great let's go baby donkey yeah. kong that's fantastic he's um, kong he's funky Ninja kong, kong. <laughs> he's funky kong oh yeah. my god um final 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 tidbit as much as it seems like it's a very namaste peace and peace and offering go matt what's up i just want one question why has he got six eyes on his head uh because he's wearing special goggles fair enough it's an mm -hmm. artifact thank you next question um 
one final bit though as much as this place <laughs> is very namaste when noxus isn't around it's very very peaceful very, very nature and <laughs> chill uh it's not without its own conflict uh most famously there is a serial killer called the golden demon Ooh. who creates what he believes to be art out of the bodies of his victims uh he's a performer at heart uh he's been evaded capture numerous times uh until finally he was captured by a tribe of ninja warriors called the kinku who pursue balance at all times I don't have much more notes on that because that's great. That's pretty fucking good. Is this Jin? This is Jin, and the people who captured him Fuck are yeah. Zed and Shen, I believe. Ah, uh, okay. They're I'm both sure, practices sure. of the follow. Uh, they're both followers of the Kinku, but Zed went out huh. and discovered forbidden techniques that let him practice shadow magic. Um, so uh. he's no longer part of that. He's now part of the Shadow Order. That's another group in Ionia. Again, there's it's lots of like interfaction politics type like wiki pages, which I just wasn't into. Yeah. Shen is just Shredder. I'm just looking at him. He's just Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're right, actually, now I think about it. <laughs> he's just in a ninja he's order a, and he's just Shredder, yeah. He's got a magic sword and he's got the the full head to toe ninja wrappings. Yeah. But he's a good guy because he took out that demon guy who's a bit weird into a bit too far. He wasn't actually a demon, he was a stagehand. He was just a really skilled murderer. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you get too far into the art, you know? Those art kids are scary. Yeah, no. Mm. The other thing as well I should mention is that uh, in the Kinku Order, there's actually a Yordle who's uh, one of the leaders of the group, whose name is Kennen. He is the uh, heart of the storm. He's he's an electrical ninja, which, go fucking crazy. Midget uh, electrical ninja. Let's go. Heart of the fucking cat thing. Mm. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, he's not Yeah. Uh, so that's Ionia. That is Ionia. You're quite right. Uh, what have we nice. got left? Noxus Banner. We've got Ixtal, uh, the Shadow Isles, and Targon. We've got three more? Okay. Yeah. They're not long. Oh, right. shit. Ixtal has next to no lore, and Shadow Isles I kind of skip because they're attached to a much larger event that I'm not willing to go in detail on unless I'm doing its own episode. Okay, let's go speed yeah. speed run through both of those then. Ixtal. All right, Ixtal. Ixtal is generally used to refer to the jungles on the southern continent of... The southeastern side of the southern continent, which is uh, Shirima, the jungles down on the very bottom of the continent, um, which at the center of those jungles is uh, the long-hidden city of Ixacan. Uh, if you're looking for the, the mythological slash historical basis, this is on its own South American mythology. But also elemental magic. This is an area that has a really weird history because they're kind of detached from the rest of the empire. Essentially, a couple of elemental mages just went and hid themselves in the jungle and then fucked around for ages. Um, yeah. Once upon a time, um, this area was a part of the Shuriman Empire, though. Uh, the vassal state of uh, Ikathia uh, rose up against Shurima, presumably because of slaving or whatever the fuck else. Um, so Shuriman sent armies to crush them uh in response the mages of akathia opened a gateway to the void because fuck if that ain't just the answer to everything in this goddamn game <laughs> um with everyone realized this was a terrible idea uh the state fell uh and an elemental mage from ixtal rose to create a weapon to beat back the void it was a massive floating fortress uh which he flew into battle to destroy the void creatures the battle was weeks long and terrible and left a lot of people dead and at the end all that was left was twisted stone and dust the mage who created this weapon fled for his life deep into the jungle and i think that's implied question mark to be when he like started ixacan which is the modern day capital of uh, ixtal again they oh. only came into the game like recently big quotes like five years ago 
Mm. Um, haven't had a lot of development. They're essentially just elemental mages. Um, the central city lies at intersecting ley lines of power with unique elemental abilities. Um, and a, a lot of magical practitioners are from there. We've got a fire mage who can use uh, the warmth of the fire to heal people, um, even though the, the fire mages who live in Ixtal don't like him because <laughs> he's using magic, he's using fire magic the wrong way. Um, they're just mad at him, don't worry about it. Um, nice, nice. Uh, but also they've got some pretty deadly serious leaders, one of which has a magic weapon that can wield all four elements and is like she's she's fucking nasty the avatar kiana, yeah kiana is like super skilled and super dedicated to the idea that she's going to take control of the city despite the fact that it's currently ruled by a council but she's like now nah, i'm in charge baby that's not a good <laughs> sign um, never a good not sign. a good sign not great um but again still in progress story not a lot lengthwise has been mm. written about it so that's that um it's also a kind of disparate region. There's a lot of characters that are in this Ixtal region just because they're in the jungle, including a plant lady who has some parts of the thicker jungle as her domain, um, which she was created when a fucking mage during the Rune Wars accidentally bombed a group of carnivorous plants because swamp gases were around and she tried to use fire magic. <laughs> so it just made a magic bomb. And then a plant lady came up a couple centuries later Fuck it. Fucked if I know. Zyra's got a weird backstory. <laughs> magic. One and, that I do like. Magic and death means big monster, monster evil character. Exactly. Actually, you're exactly. right. That's quite consistent. It's quite consistently um, magic. <laughs> final part of Ixtal. There is also pseudo related to Ixtal, but also very related to the original story I told. The massive floating fortress. A piece of it fell off during the war and buried itself in the ground. This became a earth elemental called Malphite, uh, who's just a uh, big rock guy. That's sick. He is just a big rock boy. Yeah. I like that. I like the big rock boy. Anyway, that's six tile. Elemental mages stuck nice. in a forest. There's not a lot of history to them. They've got some cool shit going on. Nice. But like, yeah. I. That's that. I I like the I like the answer to we're being invaded and we have no chance. Let's fucking open a portal to hell. If you can't have this city, no one fucking Literally can. what they did. <laughs> yeah. Great times. Also, I think due to the question, who was the person in game that, that, that did? Who was the mage? Yeah. Who's the big who's mage the, that made the city? The, not not a character. Oh, okay. Historical so. character, not current character. The ones from Ixtal are Zyra, who's the plant person, Malphite. Um, I'm talking about Milio. Is Kiana. The, um, oh. Kiana's the leader. Milio's the fire mage yep. I mentioned who they don't like. Yep. I think yep. there's some others. I will is mention... Is Brand from here? No, he's wielding one of the world runes. He's wielding the fire ah. rune from the world ah. runes. Um, which I don't know how he stays together, but whatever. Anyway... Shadow Isles. Skipping nice. on to the next one. The Shadow Isles, yeah. I don't I don't have time to go over, as I mentioned. Um, I might make an episode on this later, but essentially LOL, League of Legends lore had a massive event called the Ruination, which just had every region involved, had massive crossovers, um, all sorts of stuff. To go back, before it was the Shadow Isles, uh, it began as the Blessed Isles, where life magic was common uh, and the waters of life sprung from deep below the earth. It uh, had nature spirits, such as a big tree guy called Maokai, who's cool as fuck. Um, and for a very long time, it was quite a secret place that only some Ionian scholars were allowed to visit to kind of study the nature magic that it had. However, a king from a far eastern continent, due to some very unfortunate events, uh, lost his wife to a poison dagger. His grief drove him to seek out the power of the islands, uh, where he laid his wife into the life-giving water. Um, but she arose not as his wife anymore, but as a wraith. 
Um, she then grabbed the sword that the king carried, which is named Soul Render, a powerful necrotic artifact, and fucking murders the king, both while standing in the waters of life. After this, the water and the life magic of the island becomes corrupted, and black mist spews force, which corrupts everything it touches. It turned one of the guys from the king's army and his horse into one thing, which is great as a horse guy. That's kind of sick. What is, a centaur that's, that's or just a horse guy? It's a, well, it's He's just a horse guy. Because a centaur is implicitly someone who was born as half human, half horse. So he's a horse guy. Does it? Do they have to? Like, maybe not. But in my technicality, it's a horse guy. Because it's a guy <laughs> mm. who's melded to his horse. So Hecarim, Hecarim's in-game character playable horse guy. Cool. Um... Basically, this event created the ruination, and Viego, who's the yep. king mentioned, becomes the ruined king. He moves across the world and uh, basically tries to absorb everything into his death magic. Because he, fi- I, I think that the idea is like, if I absorb enough like people who are alive, I can bring my wife back. Um, mm. But he then gets back to back. life never goes well. That's all. I've no, heard. it doesn't. Not mm. in this world. <laughs> Um, he's then pushed back by a group called the Sentinels of Light, but the details are like way too long to get into here. So safe to say, the Shadow Isles were once blessed Isles. They then got corrupted by necrotic artifacts. Now they're bad. I feel like okay. We, we I feel like there's an episode here, like not just about not maybe just Shadow Isles. I don't know if they have enough time for that, but like not tonight, obviously. But like, oh no, you could literally do like key like wars or ruination events in oh there's so many fucking wars yeah, and events gonna, and stuff. We could do like a, a, a war tier list next time. Well, the Bilgewater, the Bilgewater one that I mentioned actually involved two other characters and a couple of more like Twisted Fate and Graves were involved in that that was an event called mm. the Burning Tides um, yeah there's a lot of events see we could we could we could do we could do a tier list on the events and that's not even getting that. into Zillion the time wizard who can see all timelines implying he can see the timelines where the skins come from because the skins in every one are from sets which are like canonically like their own parallel universes which includes a magical girl universe one themed after pajama parties um like just just like random other shit there's like so many different parallel universes as well so if you want to include zillion in the story we can we can keep going there's so much to league lore it's such a pain in the ass that's why i'm obsessed with it by the way for people skins are like different um character models so like you can have like a model that your character looks slightly differently you know like uh, that's what a yeah, skin is. Fair. I'm just describing what a skin is. I just assume all of our listeners are gamers. <laughs> that's true. I do love that. That's mm. a really good way to do skins. They're just different uh, different universes. That's kind of sick. Well, it means also that when they release like a batch of skins, they're all from like one universe. So you get like drops and then they'll revise this like a previously gone to thing. Like they had uh, Star Guardians is the magical girl universe and they've had two different batches of those. And then they've got Star Nemesis, which is like the bad guys in the magical girl. Anyway, I shouldn't, I shouldn't ramble. <laughs> okay. Finally, 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 please, Targon, please. Targon. And that's Tar- it. We'll be back for League of Legends Part Shh, 3. You know. <laughs> Targon is cited by the wiki and the official website as like a region, but the only part that we care about it is Mount Targon. Mount Targon, mountain. baby. Um, it's just a big mountain. It's nothing special, really. Apart from the fact that if you get to the top, you get to become an ascended, which is the aspect of a god. How tall? Not much, not much then. Literally indescribably tall. Like, feats of human, like, one in a in a millennia type person will get to the top. So it's not just like, they like, it's, it is hard to get to the top, so you gotta be worthy. Oh yeah, and beyond that, it's also cited that the mountain shifts, like, there's no way to map it to the top, 
and mm. as you ascend like challenges arise before you monsters and like terrible weather and all this sort of shit it, oh like, i love it, that it, i can't remember what book it is but i remember reading a book when i was in when i was uh, like a kid you're talking, talking about roan of uh rock or whatever the fuck it's called is that the one where they go up every so what each like each challenge is like a single a person's like fear or Rowan like, of rin yeah, and Rowan they, of Rin. Rowan of Rin is a series of five children's fantasy novels by Emily Rodder, Australian author. Follows the si- oh. adventures of a shy village boy, Rowan. The original book, Rowan of Rin, is about them climbing a mountain, to my memory. Yeah, and they have a, 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 each challenge that come along the way is supposed to test one of the people in the party. Yeah. A lot of them die. It's kind of hard. A, lo- a lot of them die. Rowan gets to the top and then he goes down what sounds like the most terrifying water slide of all time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good. It's a good book. Emily Rod is a good author. I love oh it. yeah. So it's just that. What if you teleport? To it's the not top? just. It's not just that. It's just that. <laughs> what do you mean? But you become a god at the top. Yeah. What do you mean? It's just that. Does Rowan become a god? No, he does not. I don't. I don't know so what he. Just I actually can't some remember what about life. I can't remember why they're climbing the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think it's something to make like his village better, like the waters Probably. bad or something. Okay. Anyway, can I ask why? What if you just teleport to the top? Can't. Why not? protected by god magic fair enough that's a good explanation <laughs> the only way to get to the top is to battle your way through all the things because i was thinking about this i'm like what if a seagull just lands on the top <laughs> oh my god god bird that god seagull bird. deserves it. it it went through challenges to get there yeah. i'm sure it did. it did no anyway so that's that's oh my god that's at. seagull seagull god just makes the world turn into like masses of chips oh <sighs> yeah uh, mine, they don't actually mine, become mine, a god they mine. become an, remember they're an aspect of a god not an actual god Oh, sorry, anyway, sorry, sorry. the lower areas of the mountain does house a couple of various tribes, such as the Rakor, who are a warrior tribe who live in pursuit of battle and knowledge. A couple of them end up climbing the mountain um, in different various times, but yeah. The mountain has two primary events I want to talk about. Events on the second one being plural, I don't know why I wrote it like that. But the first that I'm going to cover is the theft of knowledge from the god Aurelian Soul. The Aurelian Soul Incident, as I titled in this document for some fucking reason, involves a group of mortals in the first breaths of the world convincing the star-forging god to come down to Runeterra to receive a magnificent crown from them uh, as a gift for his hard work forging the star that is now the sun. This is not going to go well. He was tricked, of course, and the crown was bound to his head, doing two things. First of all, siphoning his knowledge of divine magic, specifically to do with the sun, which was later used to create the Shreem and Sun Disk. Oh, that's kind of cool. As I said, they got it from the Cargonians how to make the Sun Disk. Mm. That's that's this. The other thing it did is it propelled him away from Runeterra so that he couldn't do anything after that. So they just like, yoink, go away, and just repelled him from the from the world. There's never a story where they kind of bring someone into some place and be like, we want to give you a gift. And they give them the gift and they're going, thanks, that's a nice gift. I appreciate that. And they go, and then they go, they all go home and everyone's happier. Yeah. It never happens. I want a story. Yeah, I mean, no. Get him out of here. Fuck this guy. I mean, it's a smart plan. <laughs> Steal the knowledge of a god and then make it so the god can't return to this world. Great. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if it works. So what is this? What is What are, what are the... Uh, what happens the now? second event so the other event uh, the other events yeah. plural is uh has to do with uh what is at the top of the mountain which is called uh the city of gold and silver or targon prime it is a realm beyond rune terror where the aspects reside gods of various smaller domains think greek pantheon type stuff um when a mortal manages to reach the peak of the mountain they are greeted by these aspects and uh can 
be chosen to become an aspect in their name. The god will usually choose the person who comes to the top depending on what they represent. Um, we know a couple of them. So the ones that we know of are the aspect of the moon, the aspect of the wanderer, the aspect of the sun, the aspect of justice, the aspect of the protector, the aspect of twilight, and the aspect of war. So that gives you kind of an idea of what sort mm, of mm. domains we're dealing Interesting. with. Interesting. To go back to your question, Matt, the aspect of justice is the aspect that was chose Kale and Morgana's mother. Ah. When she decided to step down or to she died or something i haven't i don't remember to be totally honest um she then split her power between the daughters who both took a different form of justice so kale being an entirely no no missteps allowed justice Bit protector yeah is like the the morality good and bad black and white type justice you know mm. whereas morgana being like a you know, person who uh, repents people. That's the wrong word, but you get what I mean. A more reasonable um, person, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the form of justice of like, you know, um, um, saving people, that sort of thing. Justice in that form. Reforming. Correct. So that's that's justice. That's the aspect of justice. That's where they got their power from. That's why they are the way they are. They also have wings, um, which Morgana doesn't like. She keeps trying to get them to be cut off, but she can't mm. cut them off because they're god wings. So she just has them bound in chains. Why do you not like wings? Why would anyone not like wings? Because she's ashamed of her godly powers. She just wants to be immortal. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sorry, immortal, not immortal. Okay, I was like, yeah, I just yeah. want to be immortal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in rare cases... And she the wants aspect... the immortal side, though. Yeah. In rare cases, the aspects will also come down from the mountain and choose a host, but the only time that I'm aware of that this has happened is during the Darken Wars, so it has to be pretty fucking dire for that to happen. <laughs> the world has um, to be fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I personally... I'm going to talk about there's, there's lots of different stories about lots of different ones we don't have time to go into it here this is officially the final thing um, but I would like to talk about the aspect of war the previous aspect of war which is a man named Atreus who ventured to the top with one of his brothers in arms uh, in his arms as the, the, the other guy was dying um, he they made it to the top of the mountain and he was Atreus was chosen by Pantheon the aspect of war um, but he didn't like Atreus's like something the cut of his jib <laughs> he didn't have the je ne sais quoi that he was looking for so the aspect of war took control of his body directly so Atreus found himself no longer in control of his body Pantheon was now in control usually when an aspect is chosen they just have their powers enhanced they become a semi-godly creature but they're still themselves this wasn't that after some time uh, this is I think also during the Darken Wars. Um, but Pantheon ends up dueling with the Darken Atriox, um, who kills him. He stabs him through the chest. He kills him so hard that Pantheon's constellation is removed from the sky. <laughs> However, while pa Atriox kills Pantheon, he doesn't kill Atreus. The mortal man underneath did not die, while the god that t had taken his body did. He spat in the face of the Darken, who, bemused, just kind of left him to die, assuming he would. Fueled by nothing but rage and mortal passion, Atreus rose, taking his spear and shield, and after some healing in his home village, faced <laughs> the Darken Atrox again, fueling his god weapons, but with, again, nothing but mortal passion. 
like becoming a demigod through sheer fucking force of will again i love force of will stories i don't know there's something about them mm. it's a lot there's a lot of that there's a lot of that here there's a lot of that death doesn't mean death when there's magic involved correct yeah yeah um this is actually interestingly i will clarify Atro- atreus living is not due to magic it's because he is a a mortal and is like just passionate rage betrayal Every, like it's it's literally said the only reason he is alive is because of mortal passion he literally had a god inside him though i think that has a that has some sort of effects of people sometimes canonically it doesn't canonically it had no reason the only reason he survived is because of mortal passion you cannot take this away from me. Go, fuck i i will take it a little i'm taking right. it <laughs> uh atreus faced atrox again and uh, with his newly fueled god weapons through his own powers cut atrox's sword arm off his body detaching the darken from its god from its host body because at that point the darken are in the weapons um and in so doing brings the aspect of war's constellation back into the sky and takes he atreus decides to take the god's name and place as the new god of war Fuck and yeah. takes the name pantheons hence the character in the game pantheon well, there you Fuck so you. yeah so that's generally the gist. Was there was the questions about Targon specifically, or something else in the lore? Because we're at the la- we're at the last region, baby. We're at the we're at the end. I don't know. There's so um, many, so many, so much information. So many questions. So much information. Um. Okay. In in the the gods that created the universe, they were the Targon gods, right? No. Oh. <laughs> there is another set of gods. Fuck I don't sake. know what their name are. I think they're called the Starforger. Where's the timeline? Lore. The Starforgers. Didn't you say one of the gods they pulled down created the sun? Yes, he was one of the up, up god gods, not ah. aspects. The aspects are like the pantheon of gods. The original mm. forges are the ones who created the universe. So the forges made the universe, yeah. and they made they made their own gods to be like, okay, don't play to us. Just annoy these guys instead of annoying. I us. think they sort of just spat some some life into the realm and sort of just let it do its own thing, and it ended up coalescing that way. Fair enough. Uh, nice. But yeah, the Celestials is what those gods are called. Mm, so uh, a couple of yeah. Celestials include uh, the Celestial Dragons, such as Aurelian Sol, who we heard of, and uh, Involus Vox. Um, there's also a character called Bard, who's just kind of a trinket collector, and he generally just protects characters from their own incompetence. He's a cool guy. Fucking Bard. Fucking Bard, man. That's fun. Are you just stretching? Me? Does he have yeah. a question? Do you have a question? Do you? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm stretching. Okay, cool. Um, there's also. Oh, I didn't even consider that the camera's there. That's right. It's all good. Um, there's also a character called uh, Soraka, who's. Uh, I don't know what her purpose as a celestial is. I don't think the celestials have as clear cut of a purpose, apart from some of them, like Aurelian Sol is the Star Forger. Um, but it mm. seems just sort of like they're a little, little gang of guys just kind of making stuff because yeah. they're infinitely fucking powerful. Um, Damn. Okay, Soraka's a fucking celestial. Soraka is a celestial, but she's bound to a mortal body because she saw suffering mm. in the realm and wanted to kind of fix it um mm. i actually really like the way that it's tied into the gameplay using her celestial powers burns her mortal body which in game is shown as when soraka heals someone she has to trade her own health for that that's cool mm. i like that which yeah. encourages you to build a tank healer which is kind of funny because <laughs> she's, she's kind of like a little tiny like elf looking woman and she's got like you know little, little horn and some little stuff like that she's still kind of sparkly and she's got like 8,000 health and it's like what the what the fuck what are you doing 
I am looking at some great. of the artwork of the gods and the Star Forges, and it's so cool. They're so yeah. they look awesome. Oh, Aurelian Soul specifically is really really cool. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's the original creation of the universe. As far as I'm aware, they sort of just like spat some stuff in. Interestingly enough, the voids technically older than the celestials which means that some of the watches are actually more well older more powerful maybe than the <laughs> celestials that's kind of cool there you go that's kind of sick yeah so yeah that's the the breath of creation created the new celestial realm and through the celestial realm created stars and created rune terror which then led to the aspects being created which led to humans which led to all the rest of the bullshit i just told you about i do like how um, it does seem like the the watches are I know he uses metaphor earlier, but they do seem like they were just having a nice rest and the Celestials came and they decided to start the universe and make a make resistance and they're like, fucking turn the music off, turn it all off, get rid of it, burn the house down. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Good times. I know, I like it. I, I like it. Uh, my favorite zone for just whole, the whole story. Yeah. Uh, probably would have to be. Ooh, it's hard. I love the what's the what's the place where the um little furry guys are from? Bandle City, baby. Yeah, Two Foot Town, baby. Bandle City is the best. Yeah. Oh, but I can't. I can't go past um. What is it? Build water. Yeah, builds water because they have like multiple cool crabs. I, I was crab. gonna say I personally crabs. am a fan, a big fan of Bilgewater. Bilgewater's really, really tickles my fancy because there's lots of cool characters from there that are just like little sneak thieves and also just like Pike because I play Pike a lot. <laughs> What's your favorite no. zone, Judith? Um, Freljord. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Viking simp. What can what? I say? They're just a, they're just a cool faction. <laughs> They have a cool combination of Viking fantasy and elf fantasy, you know? Fair enough, mm. fair enough. That is pretty mm. sick. Demasi is just a little bit too Arthurian, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Yeah, there's mm. lots of fun parts. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, because uh, it's going to be all of my episodes from everything here on out. And I'm not joking about that 164 <laughs> All Backstories episode. There will be a torture episode that I will put up on Patreon once these guys I can pin these guys down long enough to make them listen to it. <laughs> Just get the other videos up on Patreon first before you no, worry about this. No, fuck one. you. Listen, I'm doing a special episode. <laughs> Don't take this away Any from me. Any listeners that are out there, please, please send help. Please send help right now. No, please. please. Don't worry about them. <laughs> please. They're fine. I've please. got them. Uh, we'll set it. We'll set that. We'll set that special as a Patreon goal. If we get uh, ten, t- ten Patreon people, or. We will, or a hundred dollars on Patreon. We'll 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 make that episode and put it out on Patreon. <laughs> Do not winner. make that prompt. Do not. Make uh, that's that a promise. promise. Yeah, baby. Promise. Easy peasy. And if you wanna, if you wanna, I'm making ten accounts right now. <laughs> if you wanna pay for it, then sure. Hundred dollars to if, pin um, you guys down for five hours. That's twenty bucks an hour. That's ten bucks <laughs> an hour per person. Plus, I probably get a third of it, so it's less again. If you want to support us, it's um. <laughs> if you want to support us at Patreon, we're at Living by the Law on Patreon. Um, we're also at Living by the Law on Facebook, Twitter, Threads. Uh, not really. Oh, sorry, not TikTok. Twitter. X apparently. What the fuck? Um, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> not really use uh, Instagram, tick and TikTok. That's like and the big ones. Once my tic- fucking video exporter stops corrupting the goddamn MP4s. <laughs> Threads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Those are the big ones. TikTok and Instagram in particular. Go follow us there for behind the scenes and um, edits of the podcast uh, and to keep updated with all the latest. You know what I mean? 
Um, oh yeah. And yeah, support us. And the best thing you can do is tell your friends, whisper to them, just just put write a letter, write a very detailed letter, and slip it under their door. They won't know. The number of stars that you give us on iTunes is the number of magical bullshit reasons you will come back from the dead. It is. It also that's a good one. Yeah, it's directly related to the number of stars you're going to pull from the sky and then bullshit that god into existence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Directly related. It's perfect. So if you want to, if you want a good the reason to come back from the dead or a bad reason to come back from the dead, you better give us five stars. Was that you? <laughs> I said the amount of stars you you is the amount of yordles you could take in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> those two foot legends. That's a lot. I mean, those yeah. those, those guys are they're really powerful guys. <laughs> I'm impressed. You, you wait. You rated five stars. Wow, that's five yordles you could take. That's, that's five. That's you're very powerful. <laughs> Damn. And dude. you can rate us on Spotify or at iTunes, where we appreciate all the help we can get. Uh, link is in the description below. Um, and yeah, that has been uh, that's been us. Anything else? That's been Guy, us. Been another... I will keep the threat of League of Legends episodes for as long as I live <laughs> on this podcast. You will not stop me. Oh, and I'm on uh, Twitch and you- YouTube. We're putting on YouTube as well. So by the time it's coming out, hopefully we'll have stuff on mm. up on YouTube as well. And we're on Twitch, so have uh join us there uh where we research episodes and play games like i've been mean to play runeterra legends of runeterra yeah legends of runeterra i mean mean would you be interested to know that there's actually more lore in legends of runeterra that doesn't necessarily and that's where we're getting good night everybody Um, i love you thank Uh, you for listening good lord have a great morning and a great evening good afternoon hell yeah (laughs) <laughs> we actually smoothly got off all parts of the day. I'm proud of us. Nice, we actually did it, you know. What aspect? I think aspect of bullshit. I think I'd be the aspect of the, ADHD, the ADHD people. <laughs> aspect of crab. Crabs! Thank you for listening to Living by the Law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us on iTunes and tell your friends. The link is in the description and thank you in advance. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Living by the Law to keep updated on the latest about our podcast. We have been, and always will be, Living by the Law. Thank you for your company, and good night.